I saw some doves. There were some doves. What with, who'd you just go with? Aaron Thomas? Aaron, yeah, Aaron and, and uh, Jason Barber. Yeah. So they both brought. So they brought their bird dogs that couldn't yeah. find any birds? No, we oh, found we birds. Tons of birds. Yeah, they scared oh, them yeah. fucking away. He's good it, as you. Yeah. it was so warm that they were running and getting up in front of us, so we didn't really have too good a Like, shot. what was warm? Yeah. It was 48 degrees at the golf course. Oh, it was fucking hot. I mean, it was, yeah. it was in a t shirt. Yeah, and then when time. you put on insulated socks, like some people did. Yeah. Yeah, it gets well, even warmer. That's a mistake. Yeah. No and that was not that was not the guy from South Carolina did that by the way. <laughs> oh you shit! Was that the was that the turf <laughs> turf applicator? <laughs> that that may have been the locals. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that was that the turf. That's the first time I've shot my shotgun Who, in over twenty. I was gonna years. say whose gun did he borrow? Mm. <laughs> I used my own. <laughs> I had, I had my heavy ass twelve gauge duck gun that I carried around. It's heavy. So now, so four of you guys, not one bird. No, there are five of us. <laughs> yeah. And and Aaron two dogs. Take a gun. He just controlled the dog. Yeah. Not one no, bird. It, yeah, we got one bird. We couldn't find it though. Couldn't find it. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, technically, I don't think it counts. No, that thing ain't going. I, I don't even <laughs> hunt. But if you can't, like, it's like how many fish you catch. Uh, the <laughs> thing is, like, technically, so the, the shot the line was so snapped. good, it just went into a big puff of nothing. So, so I'm assuming bird, you're the one that shot it. The bird gets up no, in front I wasn't. again. The, the other guy that around here shot two, two birds get up in front of Gant. They come my way. I shoot the first one, and it just folds, drops straight down. And then I went to shoot the second one, and I couldn't get a shot on it. But by the time I looked back around, I don't know where the dead bird was. So we walked around, tried to find it, and we couldn't find it. Yeah, in the choya. He shot it's in the choya patch. Yeah, so. tons of choyas. They got to stay there. Welcome to desert hunting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's... So yeah, we hunted on a mountain. Yeah, so we literally hard. climbed up the mountain, yeah. climbed, and then they would fly over to the other side mm-hmm. of the mountain, and then we'd go that side, chase them back on the other side, yeah. and it was just, uh, they were just, just laughing. Kind of went around. The whole did, they try, did, anyone, did anyone try calling them? Uh, no. Did Aaron ever call? He was going it. to, but we didn't end no. up doing it. I got my duck call out and tried to I've call him <laughs> with my duck call, but yeah, it didn't Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I've quill hunted... A few times out here and it's, it's a pain in the ass you literally have to just go sit on the edge of a farm it's the best way to do it you, you have to dodge so many things that prick yeah. you that yeah. everything out here everything wants bites, to hurt you pokes, stabs, stabs. Yeah. Gant, is this the first time you've ever like hunted in the desert oh 100 percent. or <laughs> even walked out in the desert yes <laughs> and it's fucked up what right about yeah trying to find your golf ball yesterday no no this <laughs> that was different 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 desert. Desert. <laughs> totally different desert different, yeah different, you come desert. to you go yeah. to DM That's manicured or DH desert. and you're, hunt, you're hunting style right. looking yeah. for golf balls. Yeah, hunting the birds was probably more fun than hunting the, the golf balls there. Right. Yeah, I'm sure you could have had a couple fun. shots yeah. yesterday on the golf course. You were watching those. I was watching these little cubbies. Yeah. The worst yeah. thing. Gant, you going to hit? No, nah, I'm too fixated on watching these cubbies. Yeah, over yeah, here. Hey, you Quail. Picking the choya out of the dogs was the worst thing. Oh, that sucks. Fuck. I felt sorry yeah. for them. Yeah, Imagine if Cooper went out in the desert. Oh my God! Oh, it'd come back up. You wouldn't even all of Troy. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he would have no idea. But well, you, I tell you, had you. one in, stuck in you too. Yeah, they hurt. My golf bag has a Leatherman solely to pull shit out of you. Are you and I? Are you still seeing snakes in the golf course? Uh, there was one about a week and a half ago. Actually, I was telling you guys because yeah. uh, you guys were worried about rattlesnakes, and I was like, nah. I was like, they're not there. If you guys are out there hunting today at like three in the afternoon, two in the afternoon, yeah, your chances are seen it when it gets up to 80 85 degrees because they're going to come out and get warm right. and then go away so we see them now later in the day if we do see them okay 
but never in the morning. And if you saw one in the morning right now, they're slow. Yeah, I'd borderline say you could almost step on it and continue on before it really. Well, I had a shotgun in my hand, so if I saw one, it was yeah, probably going to get full shot. Up. Which isn't that illegal? I have no idea, but you have know. a nice little There's some bail. state I think it's illegal. But I would have, yeah, 100%. I don't think it's illegal. I don't here, think it's illegal here. If not, there ain't a guy on my, any of the golf course crews that would ever be not Some in jail. I thought somebody said that, but maybe not. Maybe I'm. The Hispanic right guys too. think it's. They think I, they're the, de- is the it devil. Nevada? I don't think. Maybe. You, I don't think it's legal to kill them. No, Hispanic maybe guys. Maybe you told me that. Yeah. It's the devil without ears. Oh, 100%. You know, and they just chop that thing up to do a the, bazillion pieces. Do they eat it? I Seemingly don't not, think they do. I think it's just kill it and get it out of here. So Whereas I locate them. So, like, if I, Peter was listening, we have to say, yes, they ate it, because, you know, you can't just kill things to kill them. Right? Uh, and if Peter was listening. There's only four people listening to this, and one of them's not Peter. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the other it, three are here, it so may be, right. It <laughs> may be Peter. Peter. Well, Stump yeah. the Peter, but not Peter. Uh, Is he calling in today? Was say, we get a no, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about it with him. He was stumped yesterday. He didn't know who no, designed two, that course. Two out of five was, was a, a show. Right? No, he was stumped yesterday. I asked him who designed oh. uh, Tuscany Creek. Falls East course, didn't know. and he had no idea, and he laughed and said, if they ain't in the scorecard, then it can't be anybody good. Oh. And I didn't check the scorecard. But, uh, well, two weeks ago, when you guys did the Halloween one with him, he went five for five, and really he was like, Seven for five because he got the the oh, redesign. He crushed it. He, that was that was three, that was vintage Peter. Three people. Yeah, he nailed. I think for uh, Sleepy Hollow. Really on redesigns. Uh, yeah, went top to bottom. Or maybe it was or the, the one last one, the, the Veterans Day theme one. Yeah, that no was mummies. a little luffy, a little tough. And I mean, there's got to be a bazillion courses that are connected to fucking Air Force bases and Army bases that you just don't even know. So in Big Ed, I thought for sure you guys going to throw Falcon Dunes in there just because it's local. Yeah, but it was Dan's dad did yeah, it. So Big true. Ed, yeah, we got to get Big Ed. So it's probably places maybe he was stationed throughout his years too, as well, or ones that he played. I don't know. He'll listen to this thing, and I will find that out by <laughs> by <laughs> a uh, text message. And so there's your calling, Big Ed. Let me know how you came up with those things so we can tell the story about it. So with that. Episode number 76, we got a couple guests today. Dan blew out his back doing CrossFit and pulling weeds probably at the golf course. Uh, so today we have joined three of them taking over Dan's spot. We have uh, Casey, who's everybody's known and listened to before, Casey Ruddock. And we've got Chad Lewis, who is the owner of Southwest Turf Support. Uh, it's a distributor of basically the orange jugs. Florentine, I'll let him do that whole thing. But uh, the reason why I called these guys really is... Uh, we get our guests from down South Carolina. If any of you guys going to be painting your golf course, you're going to call Gant Martin. He's at Guru's Escapes. Escapes, yeah. Guru Escapes. Yeah. Gant, welcome to Arizona where the shit bites you in the desert. That's it's air stabs you, one of the two, <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. So let's jump into this and uh, let's cover all the uh, basics of it. Guru Escapes, you're selling the pigments, the paints. Yep, so we manufacture and sell um all over pretty much all over the u.s right now okay and you're based out of south carolina where born and raised see born born raised based everything in south carolina is that the um, nascar capital of the world no that's that's charlotte man. oh i think north charlotte carolina. you know like yeah. north carolina how do you not know yeah. that i thought they were one of the same yeah they're yeah. close enough yeah so close enough uh how'd you get into this end of it 
the the yeah the, the colorant. So my dad and his business partner owned a manufacturing for textiles, and then kind of sheer luck made a colorant that go on sand. It turned into somebody spraying it on grass. Went from what were they spraying it on sand for? Just to have green sand, just for divot mix. Okay, for all right, just so just playing around with some things here and there. From my understanding, that's twelve years ago or so. Okay, ish. Yeah. But, um, then from there, the company just we made our product, sold it to a dis- distribution company, had agreement with them. Anyway, but in the last two years, um, we've business partner passed away kind of started moved over to another company however you want to look at it they supplied us a bunch of raw materials to our original products so we moved over with them and started the guru side of things so all right so you manufacture as well your own products and distribute and all from top to bottom you guys are doing it yep so we bring in just the raw materials uh well the company we buy from brings them in from overseas and they they make them into the raw materials for us i gotcha i gotcha uh turf's number one that you're selling the product for or 100 yeah, okay yeah. but we've moved on to pine straw yeah we do so we do mulch colors pine straw pond colorants defoamers okay uh also defoamers as well okay mm-hmm. yeah because that stuff does get a little bubbly after it agitates yeah, quite just, a bit just a but at least it doesn't separate and all that bullshit either because yeah. i know one of the first ones i cannot remember the name of it the uh the pump that I had on my spray rig, it would pump so fast and so vigorously that it would actually start to separate the product. Uh, so you have to really dial down the agitation. And then then when you go to pump it up with 40 PSI to go spray it, that was almost too much. Yeah. But that was back when we didn't even know what we were doing. I was fucking around with it. Uh, now there are golf courses that are painting dormant grass yep dormant so, color. so the carolinas east coast area are a lot more on the dormant you know brown dormant turf correct so they're painting fairways green yep. there are you guys tell me yay or nay have made a color that is the color of dormant bermuda grass we're in the process we're screwing we've around been asked that. about it a couple times and it's just so different there's a lot of testing that's got yeah, to go into yeah. that dormant bermuda grass Correct. Right. So and like now, a, what like would a, the reason be? Like a tan to spray on the rough areas so that you can help during the transition times basically cover your green up so that there's a, still a big gap Still difference. that big gap so you don't have that salt and pepper look to huh. it. Wow. People, I tell this story because I had a little... Isn't that product called Dyquat? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we use Dyquat here. But that's really burning that, that, <laughs> burning <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that leaf off. This right, is right, actually right, right. keeping a healthier yeah. leaf. yeah. yeah. You know, so the plant is actually getting healthier and healthier, and it doesn't become that brittle crispiness. So now, right? I never even thought about this till you start talking out loud. Is now you got this fucking Bermuda grass where when it goes dormant, you can rip through it and it's no problem. We got into some lettuce yesterday, and you couldn't even get your ball through it. Right. When I played Dan's two weeks ago, I mean that ball would settle deep, and it was an extra two clubs just to get it, advance it. Never mind hoping for a shot. Now. You're playing on a dormant looking, but that thing is going to play juicy, sticky, healthy. Right. It's. It, I mean, it is. It's interesting thought process. I mean, correct. Because everybody I talk to and I say that this, there's a golf course that has been fucking around doing this. Uh, the first thing is spray Dyquat on it and burn yeah. it. But 
That's, it just really came to my fucking option. head as we're sitting here. It's like, hold on, there's you got a healthier turf going into it. Possibly, you never know. You'd have to stick thermometers next to it. Is wonder if even though it's blonde, is there because it has some sort of something on it pulling in a little bit of heat? You never know. Yeah. Who the fuck yeah, knows till you that, do it on that one. Um. The, the colorants and the pigments definitely. How about bunker sands? Is there any knuckleheads out there spraying bunker sand whiter than it actually is? There's some people here and there. All right, and we've when done it. Someone calls in the past, you, but the jingweeds needs a fucking ticket off. Well, of the that, problem you know? is the cost of it, man. I mean, the you can buy new sand for what it costs because we can make it and we've done it before, but it's just yeah. But the labor of pulling so it, and putting it, you know, pulling so it, and putting expensive. it in. Uh, so How, we've been asked about it, but what about places other color? As you, have you heard of a Boise State football field that is actually green, or somebody that's like, "Hey, I want this thing blue or red." You know, Washington State has the red field. There's, Boise there's State's a golf the, course in Scottsdale that's asked about a pink color for the their fairways for October for yes. breast cancer awareness, and and it can be done, right? It Can be done. Correct. Anything can be done. The, have you taken that pink? And put it on stuff and not just yet. like seeing what it looks like. Not What's yet. the most bizarre thing you've done? We've done Pine a straw over the past <laughs> couple of years. I mean, I can't remember this is like four years back or so. We did an actual target. Um, so it's out on a driving range. It's probably 12 foot across or more. And it's a white center with a black and red ring. Okay. For people to hit to. And that that I understand because football fields are painting, you know, their logos and all that shit. I'm talking a widespread one color. We're going to change this to no, whatever. We no. hadn't yet. Okay. <laughs> it's just green, pretty it's much just, green. Just green, yeah. All right. So we haven't gotten that fucking crazy. The pink will be bananas. That'll be crazy. And it'll be done. If it can be done, it's going to be done. Yep. You know, just because. Hey, look at what I did. It's the sound of my pecker growing over a fucking pink golf course is what that sound was. I'll have to hit that on the sound bites. Um, anything else that I can think of? What else, What's so special about Gant Martin? Got a two-year-old, I shoot shit. No, I'll edit that pile. Yeah, she, <laughs> she might, I don't know. Try it. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been, we've been, I've been doing this for around eight years now. Okay. From... The sales, the application to the. What did you grow up doing? Uh, well, I mean, I grew up with in, in, a, in a textile home. Okay. So, which was colors, but then I grew up. I uh, went to school, and my background's horticulture. Okay. So, so you did almost get into this, or were you going to be a farmer? No, I don't. I don't know what I was going to do. I just went in, and so I worked right out of school. I worked doing landscaping, and enjoyed it. It was nice, but then. This kind of opened up at the time. They needed somebody where I was living. Yeah. So it just worked out for me to go into there and then go from sales to technical service to now we're, I don't know what I do now. All right. Now you're bouncing around. I do everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh, what would you say that makes Guru different? Not from, I don't want to sit here and compare apples to apples. Sure. But what makes, you know, I use it and I can say that what the things I like about it. Uh, it's very thin, so I don't have to worry about my past experience of this thing separating. And that well, and that's a huge concern I have out in the streets is it's automatically going to destroy my pump, right? Automatically. Yep. 
It's not, it's not uh, going to destroy your pump. And we can kind of go into that a little bit later. Yeah. Right. But it's not going to destroy it. Right. Yes, exactly. And there's a couple of parts that you guys know of that you can change a centrifugal pump. There's a diaphragm or parts yeah, you can, you can the buy. you centrifugal pump over with an oil seal. Um, you should change out the, the ceramic seal that's in there and put this oil seal in. And, it, and it, you know, majority of the time it fits about every sprayer that's out there. There's, there's a couple that it doesn't here and there. but And you can get this thing at a regular auto pot uh, yeah, store, right? Local yeah, store. It's $8. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's not... As I remember the days of screwing around with them up at Desert Highlands, and we'd fill a tank up, and you know we'd go spray the nursery with like 15 gallons. It was like, all right, that works, and the pump survives, quote unquote, survives. You go put 200 gallons into it, throw some paint in it, and you're literally driving out of the shop, heading, and it's just the seals are blown already. So now, what do we do? Right? It's basically put it into backpack sprayers and spray it out that way. Fun. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how we first painted the greens at Desert Highlands was backpack sprayers. Wow. Yeah, every two weeks. Going to my left arm was pump. fucking destroyed. My elbow, I used to throw 95. Casey's seen me throw a ball. Now it's like 45, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the fucking pump. It's the fact that I have no arm. Uh, but I, what I like back to it is I like it that it's thin. Um, I also use a product that Chad uh, sells is the Optimizer, right? Right. That's a pigment. Correct. I do that on the greens. That was before I kind of got into the guru deal is, and it's a much lighter color. Like it's uh, brighter. Correct. So it gives that balance of the ryegrass to the poetriv. It gives the that's contrast. A, that's a pigment. Pigments and paints. What's the diff? The biggest difference is the strength and the... So, so Longevity of it, right? Right. So actually the way they're made are very, very similar. They're all made from the same base ingredients. Um, in what the industry labels a pigment... It has pigment color plus some light polymers in it to help it stick around just for a little while. Right. On a colorant side of it, you have pigments that make up that actual color because that's what makes up the green in there. Then you have some, some polymers and some a little bit of thickeners and some there's, – there's several other – Okay, so the green there. the green comes from the green. The green is – The green actual, is – The green that's in there is made – I mean, it is a pigment. That's what it is. Okay, and you're going to blow my mind that it comes in a packet and it's red when it starts, but we'll get into that fucking later. You know, you pour <laughs> it in the fucking thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, back to this optimi- or the other product there, the uh, optimizer, it's a pigment. I put it in there and I'll get one fucking drop on my finger and it's like stepping in a nugget of dog shit and all of a sudden this little piece of dog shit ends up upstairs in a house that you don't even have fucking upstairs. It's all over the house. It's in your fucking car. Yep. This little dot will turn into covering everything. The Guru, I got it on my hands the other day, and it it was there for a minute. I was changing out nozzles. We'll get into that part of it, too, because I know this, you guys kind of recommend some special nozzles using any of these colorants, pigments, paints. Um, and it just washed right off probably after being there for 10 minutes with just water. You know, I didn't have fucking green hands and green fingernails for days, which made me start thinking. I'm like, how the fuck does this shop wash off so good compared to a quote-unquote pigment? Yet it's somehow going to stick on my grass. It's a fine line because we get all the time. We get people ask, "Will it wash out of this?" or "How do you keep from getting on that?" And there's no good answer because the whole objective of making it is to stick on grass. So how do you? And it doesn't know if it's grass or brick or whatever or right. pol- a plastic tank or it has no idea what these things are. Right. Okay. So it's kind of a trial and error, I guess. I mean. So our base company that, that GuruScapes came off of is a polymer company. 
So they manufacture polymers. That's what they've done for the past. I can't even remember now. I mean, it's it's been a while now. Okay. So I think since 2000, 2001, I believe, somewhere in that range. Um, but coming into that, our owners were polymer guys. They they were they you know they've been in polymers for a long time, so they really understand the chemistry of those. Okay. Uh, what do you guys recommend doing? before spraying it anything water it on water before you spray water it after you spray mow it after you spray mow it before you spray spray some iron what are you guys recommending to people do you find is like maybe the best result pre post that you get most bang for your buck out of this shit the best thing is start with frost if you're spraying your fairways if you have a little bit of frost on the ground it just gives that a little bit depth more depth of color to it if you don't have frost you can spin the heads However, if you're spinning heads and they don't quite turn all the way or, or something, then you will see that. There will be a, a noticeable difference. Right, dew. Dew works great. Dew's yeah. Dew. yeah. Okay. So right this time of year is, I mean. Yeah, first right. thing in the morning this time dew of year. I sprayed it on most of the golf course with dew, and 14 and 15 were pretty dry. And I don't think it had any difference of the color itself. You could see really high pressure spots of your nozzles that's what i saw was lines did anyone notice it fuck no no i did because i was thinking of it the whole time it's like hey i think i had like six beers the day that we met gant and i think he talked (laughs) something about water but i sprayed it uh the first day right before a mower went um, I know there's a golf course down south here years ago when the pigments were first coming out and they stopped overseeding areas. He would spray and then put Mow the mower in. right after it and start getting grass to go the opposite directions, and it would actually leave decent lines like you mowed it. Wow. And not, allegedly, not turn your entire reel green. So if you burn your stripes in before that, you'll see them still. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know about coming in behind that quick behind it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a. I would say it's not a recommendation, but. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Mine was probably. I guess we could sell hour. more paint because yeah. they would need more paint after they mow. Yeah, it actually, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing is like, wait a second, I'm going to be just mowing this shit off, but with the dew, it helps dissipate it. Right. We it always found it. originally spraying with the backpack sprayers. As soon as we were done, we'd turn the heads on for one rotation. And that, that definitely helped, you know, disperse the paint that was sitting on the leaf. Uh, so that was just really back then it was complete. Everything we were doing was trial and error. You know, then we had the balls to put it through the spray hawk once we got the right pump. You know, you definitely want a diaphragm pump for these things uh, just to be safe. And I don't know anybody that's got a centrifugal pump on a pump I, these days. I talked days. to a guy oh the other God. day. Be surprised. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. almost well, actually, I have seen a couple of the I rigs think around town. That most of the most of the John Deere older yeah. ones are centrifugal. Okay, and then any slide-in tank the guys are using in the back of the Workman are almost always centrifugal too. Huh. I, I talked to a I guy spent- in Eastern North Carolina a couple of weeks ago who had a centrifugal, and he said he did not. He sprayed three or four different products on no a centrifugal pump. He said no problems. I don't. I go back with. Change the seal. Yeah. It's not it's not worth it. I mean, it's an $8 seal, $10 seal, something like that. For a tank that's worth some bucks. Yeah, I mean, because, well, and if you happen to have a leak and you car wire pass, across a cart path or, or whatever, yeah. I mean, it's just not worth it. 
then for something. That, then your secret's out as a superintendent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look yeah. at Jimmy. He's doing such a good job this year. Well, and the fucking I, dude <laughs> looks like goddamn Jolly Green Giant at the end of his work thing because he's mixing shit all fucking I know up, I asked you know. the other day about coming off on uniforms. I had that question posed to me by a guy here in town at a, at a sports turf complex. And so I got to think about it more. And how good does ryegrass come out of uniforms? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so how do you say, like, it's the paint versus the ryegrass? I mean, I, I don't know if. Yeah, if you have any kids or not, but your kids come home from ryegrass stains in their jeans, you're not getting that out. Those are there for almost ever. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we we um I don't know how you can definitively say one. Sounds like one's your housekeeping is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, people always ask what does it do and I've never been called back and said, Hey, this happened. You know. Yeah. Uh actually I'll tell you that back. One time in a little league uniform and I was like, okay, what are you, you know, they asked, hey, well, how do I get it out? And I said, you know, you try off some. clean. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> right. I didn't really Same know what to tell them, to be honest clean. with you. Because yeah. there's, there's some guys out there in the industry, in the pro side of things, in the college side, they say, oh, we can get it out. We yeah. can get it out. Well, they're not going to tell you how. But sure. um, I don't, I always say it's, it's. We have major league baseball fields using it and haven't had a single complaint about uniforms. Right. Well, one of my. I, one guy did complain to me about it. Oh, okay. And so that's why I was, it was brought up to me. And I don't know. Every team may be different. But it was, so my, my understanding, a lot of times, it's professional sports. The home team has to pay for the away team's uniforms if they're destroyed. Oh. Again, it, it's a billion-dollar business. So, right. But it's one less thing they want to pay for, right? So if we're going to put paint out, and then all of a sudden, everyone's uniform is, is ruined, now we got to replace all these uniforms. We want to avoid that. I'm not going to pretend like, the Cardinal Stadium isn't painted. I don't know if it is or is not. It looks pretty damn green. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably pigment I've, or paint. I've, and I've some, been to a seminar. I don't know who they use, but it's painted. <laughs> and I, I would say is there my, is not a major sports field that isn't not. painted. Right. It doesn't in, matter not what in our time. Territory. Yeah, not in any territory. Right. I mean, look at you guys watch, you know, NFL films, and you'll see a game from like 2001, and that fucking field looks like my old high school. It's destroyed, and now they're completely immaculate. Rip it out, saw it, paint it, do whatever you want. Yeah. I think with lower rates of paint from what we've seen, and Chad and I have talked about it, and, and Phil and several other people, lower rates seem to be better or yeah. less likely to, to have an issue. For sure. Which makes sense, I mean, clearly. But I kind of yeah. go, I'm, I'm back with you, Casey. I mean, And they're not painting dormant, right? I don't, yeah, most of the time the it's not dormant. Are, most right. of the time it's it is it's overseated and it's in season. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I just I don't know that you can definitively say and maybe I mean I'm sure somebody can. And across the board, whether it's our colorant, whoever's colorant, oh, this is colorant in these uniforms, not grass. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do it. There's also but, colorant and some fungicides and other things sure. that they're putting out sure. as well. So yeah, I just think it's one of those things when we, when guys approach us about using them, it's a concern for the sports turf, not so much for sure. golf. I mean, there is some for golf. It's, it's coming off on golfers' shoes, which I've, I'm sure it's, I've heard it's happened before, um, but it's very rare. I think if there's a what a two hour reentry something like that. Yeah, a couple hours of dry time. Okay. Right. So sure. I so I went out and I painted number eleven, and we got some guys that play pretty regularly, but they're cool. They would have whatever, no problem. I literally fi- finished number eleven fairway, and they teed off, and I stood out there to wait. And, Hi, how you doing? They definitely they always talk to me. So this would have come up because I painted ten, 
I, I know they were on like number eight then and then flew over and painted number 11 and uh ne nobody had anything to say and i watched a uh uh, golf ball go rolling by me and I kind of peeked out at it and there was nothing on it and I really? literally finished it a minute ago yeah that's awesome uh, so I was pretty good on that and maybe it was I didn't get an inch from the ball but from yeah. me to you which were five feet away it didn't look like anything to be concerned about so that was a good deal and then the uh, woman Lori that works in our golf shop the ladies day was that day now, they were a couple hours behind, but I asked her, I said, did you end up with green shoes today? She's like, no, why? I was like, oh, I was just wondering. Right. She's like, why? What would have happened? I was like, I don't know. I just, and I never told, I told her much later, but I wanted the real answer. If shit got green or not. Yep. You know, so. I haven't experienced a complaint yet. No. So yeah, I don't. That's encouraging. I haven't had any, truly. I don't, or, I mean, obviously they would have came through distributors, but. Right. I don't know of any. Matt, do you think everybody's listening knows what we're talking about with painting? Uh, do you think they've experienced? I think we is talk this global, or is this more in the Southwest and the I, Southeast United States? I think these days, I think it's creeping as overseas. You know, the line drops in the United States, right. lower and lower in the United States. I think the pigment paint colorant is rising. I was just going to tell people if they want to see it, if they haven't seen it, Google Bally High Golf Course in Las Vegas. Yep. They are 100% dormant for the last three years, and they've been painting with Guru. And there's some amazing pictures online. So that's a completely dormant golf course, non-overseated. You can see the dormant rough and the painted fairways. Yeah, and uh, what was I going to say with that in – Transition-wise, I've heard nothing but better things because the Bermuda is staying healthier longer. Yes. Because of the colorant is holding heat in, Bermuda is going to stay healthier a little bit longer, and then it pops out of dormancy a lot faster. That's basically our goal this year. Well, we have two things working against us here in uh, Arizona or anybody that's overseeded. Grass went so high. Rates typically dropped or less areas got overseeded. Um, and now I have a much lower rate. I was going to ask you about that. So I'm sure you've explained this on previous podcasts, but do you want to explain to everybody what you did this year differently than last year? Yeah. Um, Just because we're talking about the paints and why you went a lower rate and why you're using paint. I mean, so it's, it's easy for us to sit here as sales reps and a manufacturer and say, this is the best product or, or you know, right. use it. But you as a superintendent who's actually using it, Okay, so what, last, what doing. last year, probably for the past three years, uh, this has kind of been my plan is uh, I do 450 pounds of ryegrass, sorry, 400 pounds per acre. That's what I have Jason come in with his applicator truck, and he goes and puts out 400 pounds. I let that pop. I mow it once or twice, and then I go and, quote, unquote, sweeten and all it is is just the fairways and some high traffic areas. I put another 100 pounds an acre. So my goal is 500 in the fairways, 450 in the roughs, or sorry, 400 in the roughs, maybe in the high traffic areas, 450-ish. For the past three years, I've been using the optimizer on my greens, and I just kind of started screwing around with it a little bit here and there. Whether we had really bad overseas, not like bad overseas, but really warm, humid 
temperatures because I overseed early. Bermuda grass is coming back from the, my Diquat and Primo spray. It's just like, fuck that shit. And it's growing right through. So by the time it goes dormant, that shit is as healthy as it's ever been because right. it grew well into October. Uh, this year, obviously, it's shut down a little bit sooner because of whatever. But I would always go out with the optimizer and put a little bit into my tank of urea and iron just to add that little bit of maybe it'll cover a couple blemishes. I think it was last year, uh, you know, we, you guys started slinging Guru right? Uh, with Southwest Turf Support. Call Chad or Casey if you need some paint, colorants, fertilizers. You know what you need. But we'll get back to it. So I start fucking around with that. I'm like, give me a couple jugs. Let, let me go paint this hole. So I compared. And obviously, it's night and day different. It's, uh, well, the colorant itself, the color that, quote, unquote, you call one timber and the other one is pine pine and pine is a lighter limeier color right you know and then the other is a, like a forest green Correct. is timber i kind of sprayed the timber out there and i only did go at the gallon rate uh and it obviously it stayed there longer yada 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 so in my head this year last year i sprayed i uh two holes with a uh intermediate ryegrass to kind of see what it was going to do i felt that i don't know why you listen to your uh, you know, your sales reps and everything. And we know that this seed issue is coming down the road. Didn't know it was going to be this bad. Let me try these intermediate rides. Gross. Fucking gross, right? Do you think even the paint could help that? No, because the leaf itself it's is too the, big. The plant itself is gross. Yeah. The annual grows so long and so fast, and it gets tall and weak. So when you go to mow it, it lays, lays that down, and then it's really mowing the perennial ryegrass yeah. mix that's in there. Weird looking, but it would lay down with the mower and then it would just stand up through the day. So now it's all uneven as shit. Well, nicer nuts edge? Yeah, it looks, yeah, <laughs> it basically it was a shit shine fucking <laughs> nuts edge. Uh, so this year I thought, I'm going to take these two holes and I'm going to seed them at 300 pounds an acre and I'm going to paint them. And I ain't going to say shit to anybody. Because I didn't say shit to anybody. And then I asked questions later. No one had a clue. There was never a thought. I was the only one that had a different grass there. Uh, so I figured I'll do the same thing. Then the price of seed goes through the roof. We're sitting there talking about what can we do, what can we do. I say to my GM, Martin, I said, here was my plan. I was going to paint this. There's really good paints out there. Uh, let's, let's hope this helps the transition in the back end by not seeding it heavy. Uh, and we don't, we still been wondering what that rate is. We don't have no fucking clue. It's probably not 350. I'm guessing it's gonna be, the plant is gonna get too hardy and healthy. In my mind though, I'm going to keep it lean because I'm gonna be using colorants. Maybe I can keep that ryegrass really, really lean and it kind of like starts to peter out, but it's fucking green. And as long as there's grass underneath, you're not playing off of dirt, who's gonna know? And what, what's your fairways? It's common. <laughs> it's name, hodgepodge. name okay. it, and it's out there. Because I think it's gonna be different if you're 419 or if, if you're 320. We've had but, this conversation. Yeah. So I seed it at 350, and I go out there and I paint one gallon, and I'm like, "Yep, this is it." Dan played last week, and he's like, "I don't know, 350 works at your place. 300 in the rough, 350 in the fairways, and with a little bit of dusting of paint, it works." Um, I'm gonna go out next week and do another gallon. We'll get into the rates with you later. Um, 
So how far apart is that on your pain application? Uh, two it's weeks? two and a, it will be two and a half weeks. Okay. And we have not gone completely dormant yet. No. Nope. Um, it's it, almost 90 degrees. We're actively growing. I mean, it's growing yeah, fast. Right. Yeah. Bermuda grass isn't growing with, as with, fast, but the rye right. grass is. Yeah. The rye grass is growing like crazy. Nine as Dieter would say, it's Clipping City. It, it is Clipping City. <laughs> I had a guy complain to me today that there were clumps of grass everywhere. And I said, well, and I literally said this. He's, I'm just starting to meet him. He likes his Jameson at like 11 o'clock. Like he gets nuked and he just lives like he walks to the golf course. And uh, he was telling me today that he's like, look at me. I said, yeah. I said, it's November golf. Listen to the fucking jingweeds. I'll tell you that November golf fucking blows. It's wet. It's long. It's just not good golf. You're fucking, you're growing dirty. And that's what I said to him. I said, that right there is a brand new golf course. Absolutely. And it happens every time. Oh, and now he's feels bad and I'm still giving him shit. Anyway, uh, Ryegrass is growing like crazy. Paint looks good, I think. Um, what about cost uh, savings? What have you have you done? A, have you put pen, pen, think, pen to paper? Because I kind of did for you. Yeah, and I think and we're I, and, close. And I was guessing on how many acres you overseed. Right. And I'm guessing on what you paid for seed, right? And mm-hmm. so, and then based on what you paid for the paint, I figured there was probably like a fifteen to twenty thousand dollars savings, savings there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people say the paints, like I talked to another superintendent in town, and then actually two of us uh, talked to him, and we're both on the same page. I got a shitload of paint. I bought a tote of it. And, yeah, we're saving 15 to 20% off the seed. I have the feeling of going leaner. Regardless, I'm going leaner. I'll tell you that. I don't know how lean it's going to get, but it's going to be definitely lean. Um depending then again i don't know there's a lot we can get into when's the bermuda gonna break, wake up and then i'm gonna be fertilized and then the ryegrass is gonna be like ah you motherfucker you feeding yep. me now and it's gonna be march and i'm gonna hate it because it's gonna be ryegrass everywhere do you feel like you prepped lighter knowing you're gonna seed lighter no i don't prep really oh okay so you don't uh, really prep at all yeah i've never my well, next question is is if you're gonna go at a lighter seed rate with a and hopefully having a better transition do you prep lighter knowing that you're not gonna have that bermuda base to play off of see i've always prepped light my prep is last vertica is in if i overseed second well really the beginning of the third week in all, in september i make sure the whole place is its final vertica greens too is in august everything's done so you don't rip it up right you don't and spring then time. it's mowed at 500 everything through september greens get i lower those things but now we're grooming once a week um, kind of open up that canopy, but I never rip it up to dirt or down yeah, to, right. and I mow it at a hundred, spray the shit out of it with Primo and Diquat and, uh, seed it. And then I mow it at 375. I mow in the seed at 375, the grass, uh, that little straw that I'm mowing off actually acts, I feel as a mulch. And I Covers beg it. one of you guys to come in there and find seed compared to a golf course that doesn't mow it in. You can walk out there and look at the seed. I come and ask you, come and find it. And I promise you, you will be digging and pulling your fingers apart and ripping in it to find the seed is buried. I think that'd be a concern of mine. Is if that's, some, a dad, that's a daddy trick. If, and I'll <laughs> never get rid of it. Is if somebody goes in and, and does a, a traditional, there's an air quotes there, yeah. uh, prep and then seeds lightly. 
and then wants to go in and paint afterwards, you may tear out all the Bermuda grass that you kinda want you kinda want there. Yeah, you need the Bermuda grass right. there. And to you also need something and, to, and to paint. also paint and, and to play off of. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day there has to be playability. Right. If there isn't playability, then none of this works. None I of this told, matters. I'm back to the conversation. I told you that if I had four nineteen I'm sorry, yeah. Four nineteen fairways, which is a typical fairway grass out here, or even three twenty eight, strictly wall to wall, and it was good. It's a no brainer three hundred and paint it. It's right. I wouldn't even think about it after what I'm looking at right now. I wouldn't even think about it. That's how pretty much confident I'm in with what it's doing. Now, the rates, I'm going to have you turn that thing back on and tell me what you guys are saying about rates. Uh, it's two gallons an acre is what you're recommending. Well, the rates would be different depends. based on the, the, the part of the country you're in, right? The yeah, so in the Carolinas, it's totally different than, yeah. than here. I mean, you, you know. Obviously. We have a huge Carolina audience, so I would speak to yes. them first. Yeah, so in yeah. the Carolinas, there we go. So all right, you yeah. can use your accent again. Uh, yeah. All right, so yeah, you guys can understand. We'll make that one the short. All you do is, yeah, so we'll sit back. Get you I should have yeah. fucking cranked mine up to wicked fucking Massachusetts. <laughs> and then, you know, I can, I can, and then you guys could have just been like, <laughs> what the fuck yeah. are you two talking? We gotta be able to understand, understand it. I mean, there's no way we don't understand each other if we, you know. Okay, um, you wait till we get through a couple more of these fucking stripes. We're going to get into these beers <laughs> from South Carolina. And we'll be, I'm surprised you didn't bring fucking moonshine for us to fucking review. <laughs> the problem is you can't get, get it good anymore uh, in the Carolinas. Every you can't get it Tom good Dick anymore. Tom, Dick, and Harry Can't get it good no more. <laughs> See? See what right, I'm talking so, about? So Carol Carolina rates. So, Carolina rates. I mean, it, it ends up being the same at the end of the season, roughly. Okay. Because you're looking around two applications, about five gallons to acre each. I mean, these are ballparks. But and so when are they doing their, again, just for the Carolina region, when are they doing their applications? When? Yeah. So right now they'll be using a pigment typically and then okay. starting to paint probably two or three weeks. To start it. That's some of the guys starting there. Explain why they're using a, a pigment as a primer for the paint. That's important. Money, 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 money. Oh, I, I think it's just to make more money. Wait, wait, well, no, I think it's, I think no, it's, it's a saving for the guys that spray spraying it. It's a consumer end. Yeah. But, so, sales pitch coming. What? Oh, sales pitch. I thought you said something different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with pigments going out, it kind of is like when you're painting your house and using a primer. This, mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to explain it. You kind of go out there and you get a nice green, even coat. Even if it's light green, however you want to look at it, then when you bring that paint right back on top, instead of going to the three gallon per acre that you may have to go to to get where you want to be, you can go way less and be the two or, or whatever. And you're doing that as soon as you possibly can? Yeah, or I mean, can you most, wait a week, two weeks? You can wait, but I feel like you get a little bit better coverage all around by okay. doing it a couple times before, at least. Okay. So. I don't know when y'all started typically out here, what, a month ago, probably? Well, we did, and it was early, I After thought. After first yeah. cut. I was shocked how early guys started playing with it this year. Well, we had, it got cold quick, and then it warmed back, back up. up. So I was, if it wouldn't I, have gotten cold quick, I don't think they would have went as early. When you guys asked me when I was buying this stuff, you're like, when do you need it? I'm like, ah, first week of November, just have it in my barn. Right. And... Two weeks ago, I'm calling Casey. I'm like, hey, where's that paint? Any chance <laughs> I can get like some of it right now? Like, well, Dan's got a Dan couple did the same thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll take some now. I'm like, yeah. we don't have any now. Right. Like, you guys are still throwing seed. And I, we're all going to agree on that you paint it, pri whether you're using the pigment or the paints, you're doing it before it goes dormant because of 
find the chlorophyll in the leaf is actually, or the, it makes it tackier, right? And it's the same thing that iron does. This is my brain. And I said it last week, and let's see, and I said it so matter-of-factly. I think it helps. You're spraying iron onto it because the fucking leaf now gets tacky. You ever walk through a really juiced up fucking golf course? And I brought up TPC. You walk through that thing and it is juiced to the gills and it's fucking as green as you possibly can with iron and probably some of these products, I'm just guessing. And, uh, but it's still, it's so juicy and sticky. That has to help these pigments stick to it. There's, I mean, the polymers are the polymers doing the job, but there's got to be some natural. I feel like feeling. it does help. I don't know. Or it's a peace of mind as a grass it, grower. It, it could be. I don't know. I mean, I hadn't really done a whole lot of looking into it. Again, we're going to jump back to the Carolinas. Not that you care about yeah. that right now. No, but, I do. But no, I in the Carolinas, there's guys that love everywhere. it going completely dormant, as white as it can be. Because their thing is, man, I want people to know I did it. So, I mean, But you have the other side of things that people are like, oh, no, we need to space it out. So they never see any brown, never see any dormancy. But the, the guys that are on the let it go dormant, they want. They said, "Man, I want my people to come out here tomorrow and be like, dang, that happened overnight.'" Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. That's so a- it's just a different view. I mean, different clubs do, yeah, you know, different things. So, the, I think the biggest thing is if you let it go dormant, you're going to need more paint to get it green. That's how if I you start early while it still has chlorophyll in the plant. You can use less product a little more often and keep the consistency. Yeah, that's my feeling as well. But obviously, at some point, it's going to mow off, right? If it's got a chlorophyll, the ryegrass, the ryegrass, yeah, yeah, the ryegrass, yeah, yeah. that's down there. That's the key yeah. out that's here. And that's correct. for masking, I think. Yeah. yeah, I I totally get that. But if you're spraying it before the pigment, it might have yeah or. Or, or coloring. Coloring, yeah. And you're trying to hold on to that to like I'm doing. Like I just want that Bermuda to stay as healthy as long as I possibly can because my feeling is the longer I keep it healthy going in, Better the faster it – because I'm going to continue painting. We'll get into that end of it too is painting on the back end. That's why I got a shitload of this stuff because now I, you know, I started explaining to Martin. I was like, hey, hold on here. I was like, here I'm going to go you know, through this season and keep it – at this gallon to two gallon for us, and I'm gonna stick with the gallon here as long as I can because I don't want my feeling back to what you just said. I don't want them knowing. Right. I don't want to wheel in one day and be like, "Whoa, number one is what the fuck? That is the darkest green ever." Obviously, I, because of play, I couldn't do three and I couldn't do four, and then they're gonna get the nine and be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Then they just—I'm just gonna to have to listen. Right, right. Right now, no one even knows I'm doing it. I mean, well, fuck, it's until I just told them all. I do now. Millions. Yeah. Told all millions. <laughs> what we found out, too, out here is with the grass and the dry temperatures, it's just a little bit more brittle. So it doesn't mm-hmm. – right. y'all could go out at five gallons to the acre whenever, but it doesn't – you're not going to see any more that much more longevity. Because it's breaking off, too. Because it's just the brittleness and the dry temperatures. Where, you know, back home, heck, we had four inches of rain or whatever we did last week. I mean – What's that? Yeah, it, no it's, shit. It's water that comes from the sky. And yeah. Enough, yeah. no events have you seen, like, you know, guys go out there and paint, and I would imagine they're smart enough to look at the fucking weather and not paint three days, four days before it pours four inches. But have you ever gotten to a place and, shit, I painted it, you know, five days ago. We just got hit with something that we thought was going to be a half inch and ended up being three inches, and down on the bottom of the golf course leaking into the creek is fucking green. No, we've never had. A, I've never seen a problem. I mean, I've been doing it for 
you know, eight, nine years now, yeah. whatever it was. And so I've never had that. I've had people. You're saying once it, it dries, it dries. We, once it, it dries, rain you're staying. day after in Vegas and it not wash off at all. Okay. I was just once wondering it's on, if it it's took on. like. What lot. about. Let's do uh, dilution rates real quick, and then I want to get into some of these uh, some of these beers. These beers. Um, the dilution rates in tanks. So I had a guy go out at uh, I want to say seventy five gallons per acre of water. Right. And and three and a half gallons uh, per acre of of products. And he sent me a picture of it, and it looks fantastic. It really. I, I sent it to you also. Right. Um. Not nearly as dark as I thought it was going to be. It's on dormant, non-overseeded, uh, I shouldn't say dormant, but non-overseeded Bermuda grass greens. Is there a dilution rate that, uh, I'm assuming that lighter colors because it was more diluted? Am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, I mean, it could be, yeah. I, I don't know for sure that that's what it is, but dilution rate does play. The biggest thing dilution rate plays is with the polymers. That's okay. the biggest thing it does. So, so if you're going to adhere to the plan as well. Right, right. Gotcha. You're, is there so an you're, ideal dilution rate? Uh, 14 to 1 Okay. is what we ideally. Now, that can be slightly adjusted in either direction, of course. Sure. Um, but it's kind of like everything else. You put 14 to 1 on the label. And, yes. and, and guys are going to do whatever they're going to do, whatever their tanks are, yeah, are, are calibrated at. They're not going to adjust it for a paint application is what I've experienced. Right. I, I've seen guys do... <clears throat> way more than that and way less. So it, it just... Okay. Well, that's good to know. So the polymer is, yeah. is really what you're diluting the, down. That's really what you're working at. Gotcha. Because yeah. ultimately, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're putting out the same amount per acre... Yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, and, and I, I, he also made the comment he felt like he may have gotten better coverage on the leaf blade because he was going at a higher volume of water. And so it's kind of... I don't want to say it was a like a flood jet or something, but it was... He felt like he was putting more product on the leaf and he felt like he got better coverage. Right. So again, it was the first application and sure. We'll see how it goes from here. Um, I, I, you know, talking to guys going around and also for those listening that are curious, uh, you know, just whatever the ideal dilution rate is. And obviously what you're going to experience if you go one way or the other. So if you go to a lower dilution rate in theory, it should stick around longer. Well, I mean, yeah. On, on non-growing turf grass. Right. If it's growing, it's going to I would grow say, it, right? in theory, that would be, but we've kind of got it dialed into, Okay. you know, you're not going to get much longer. Better, okay. Yeah. All it right. gets to a certain point where you're not gaining yep. anything, and that's kind of where we're at. Okay. So, yep. originally, on, on our, we kind of adjusted our labels a little bit recently. So, all the labels, the old labels now, were 15 to 1 ratio. Okay. However... When you look at mixing instructions and everything, if we, we dropped it back to a 14 to 1, and it makes way more sense going into a 250 or 300 gallon because okay. it's use this jug, not use this jug plus three ounces or sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So, what, so do you, what do you go Mine with? did, uh, I did, I spray eight, eight and a half acres of tank with my 300 gallon tank, and I just put in 10 gallons. So right. I'm a hair over a gallon an acre. Right. Uh, that was ease of use. I ain't bound, I'm not going to do all that bullshit. Uh, what are nozzles? Uh, dual fan. Dual correct? fan. Um, t- you know, from my experiences, green leaf nozzles are the best. Yeah, no free ads. Yeah, no, <laughs> not there. Well, Southwest Turf Support. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Southwest yeah. Turf yeah. Support yeah. does sell. Uh, but green o- leaf o- and green leaf turbo drop nozzles. The TDAD. 06 yeah. or 08. 06 or 08. Yeah. 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 I, I use the 08s. 
Um, there, I mean, there's other things out there. Dual, dual fans are yes, pretty much a must. I right. think so, too. It takes away that streaking look of any sort of high pressure in the middle. It's, yeah, two of them going side to side. You feel like I'm spraying one side of the plant, and then when I get on the other side, it's kind of shooting backwards, getting it. You did Rotate talk about switch every other nozzle. Okay, yeah. I tried that. Yeah, good luck with good luck with And it fucking painted everything. Yeah, oh, you, you gotta, always, always paints the back of the sprayer. Yeah. Hi, hi, okay, so now that Chad said you told that to you, you, know, you got to make sure it doesn't hit the back tires first. Right. right. So that's the whole middle <laughs> yeah. of the, the back entire of boom, my. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much the tire so, boom. So is it okay? You, is how much of a difference? Now you're saying this. If it's that much better, am I gonna go spray out there? And I know it's only gonna be me, but superintendents are the way they fucking are now i'm going to see the the middle boom is all lined up you know it's quote-unquote normal directions and then the other two are done the way you guys are saying to do it so do i see one streaky coverage wise it's, i mean it doesn't really affect because you're still putting out the same amount well Correct. obviously coverage not if wise, you're spraying yeah. the back of the machine but but do you like two directions half rate two directions two dire- oh, yeah ideally. half rate two directions is ideal and then if you can, if you, you have can, four days to paint your golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then there's, if yeah. you switch the nozzles, the only thing that does is, is really breaks up a pattern, okay. which mm-hmm. helps to eliminate any mm-hmm. streaking. That's, that's truly no, the I, sole reason that we've ever. creates a new pattern. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, a different pattern. You just don't pattern. see it. See, I thought. It's a checkered board. <laughs> in the original days of screwing around with these paints is the minute we found the dual fan, that was the reason why we were doing it. It's just to break up that pattern. I found. You follow the other kind of rules of it, spray it when it's got some dew on it, maybe run a cycle or two of the heads, however you want to do it. That does enough. Um, but, yeah, as soon as I started screwing around with it, I was like, that's how I turned my hands green, though. So I did learn that, that it Thank washes you. right did off. It wash right off? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I would, if you try it, I would definitely try it with water pre-color. Yeah. I mean, I won't even touch the middle ones because the middle ones hit the two furthest outside booms in the middle boom or the nozzles on the middle boom those right at the tire and then uh the second one to the from the left is right off the exhaust and then you just have one that i'm hoping and praying but i'm guessing that's going to hit something back there so i said fuck this but that was with water first well if you're seeing good results leave your nozzles the way they are that's kind of the way i i thought too is don't frustrate yourself with going that extra thing because i swear to god you're going to be the only one that sees it regardless Yeah. Unless you know, well, another way to blows, another know? way to fix it is do diagonals. Don't go with the line of. It doesn't really matter. <coughs> excuse me, what you're doing, but don't go with the tee shot. Basically, don't run it from tee to green. Outside of that, if you'll just off center it a little bit, mm-hmm. either or go side to side, so diagonal side to side, you'll you'll eliminate. You're not going to eliminate the streaks necessarily if you do have any. But you're not going to be looking down. Every single one of my holes, other than seven, really, um, does kind of either slightly dog leg or turns somehow or goes fucking is the hardest 90 degree turn you've ever seen in golf. It's one hole. I just sprayed it kind of with the contour of the hole. So I didn't go straight up and back. It's it's against my diagonal mow. I do in the diamond pattern mow. But I just kind of followed the middle. Like if I was going to split the fairways mowing yeah. and did half and half, um, that's how I followed right down the middle once and back. But I do the loop around the whole fairway because all I'm doing is spraying fairways. I'm not spraying the whole place. So I do the one loop around, then I do my tie-ins at the ends, basically. Perfect. And uh, 
I was worried with the two gallon or the high rate that they recommend in here, the two gallon per acre, is where I tied in, I would see these heavy Dark lines. lines. With the one gallon or 1.2, uh, again, I would be the only one that sees it. it kind of could look like a shadow. I did it on a whole, just like kind of sat there for a second, really, and it's not that. So you need to get a GPS sprayer so then you don't overlap. See, now, uh, weird. I forget who I was talking about, but hold on. If golf courses start getting away from this, right? that's where you can save that much more, you know, money. I mean, those things that are individual nozzles are fucking unbelievable. It's, it's unreal. When They're you unreal. see and that you, application, The other key better. is I don't give a fuck who sprays it now. True. No one sits on my sprayer. The mechanic gets to move it from... In his shed to my parking spot. That's it. That's it. Literally. I don't trust. I. It's just, and it's also me being me. That's my sanctuary is yep. spraying. It's just a comfort. I'm on the greens every week. I make sure I'm on every single one of them every week. Or it brings me to different parts of the golf course. Because, you know, when I play, it's fucking down the middle. I don't see anything else. Uh, so this at least puts me over in the shit. I have the same problem. Yeah, I know. You did. All you had to do was, all you, lessons. Yesterday we played at the annual meeting. It was about eight holes in. I'm finally, I'm like, ah, uh, sir, just turn this way. Think of this and hit it. He's that guy. Yeah, and I can't do it myself, but I had you. I wish everyone here had watched Matt play for the last four years. Yeah. The fact that he's giving lessons. Yeah. <laughs> the best. We get on the first what? hole. I played with him last time. We were all over the place. Army golf, left, right, left, right. He gets on the first tee, rips one right down the middle, gets a wedge out, hits it within, what, eight inches? Yeah. Tap in birdie all by himself go on to the second hole it wasn't like that the rest of the day fuck but that the first i had hole was the first cool. hole i was the second hole i was fine too and then i gave you a lesson to teach you how to chip and everything was just grand after that <laughs> true, or, true or not true true very true what okay. uh, what beers you bring over there let's dive in these real quick yeah, I gotta, we I gotta, uh, I gotta get to getting got to gotta get to getting we got the gant brought these mailed them in from South Carolina. Most most expensive beer you've probably ever drinking. <laughs> really? Well, it's because it came in that Yeti cooler. I mean, <laughs> 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 it has nothing to do with the fact they flew across the country. So, yeah, something about overnight shipping. <laughs> in Yeti? Stuff is I, uh, this is a pretty cool can. Um, it's going to be tough to describe it. I'm not going to. You guys can Good see the picture. Yeah. I'm just going to call it the 13. It's yeah, it's the 13 stripes, yeah. and it's the north and the south meeting over a fire and fucking. Shocker from North Carolina. Yeah. Or south Carolina. Exactly. Same and uh, it's called yeah. the Freeborn Hazy Tropical me, IPA. I'll really get one of those. Yeah, uh, 7%. Oh. All right. I think it's oh, cool. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, that's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, that's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's what we call the Civil War, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is that's cool. Know. It's delicious. It's a great too. beer, really I, or a good. great can. I'm gonna wait to you guys. And uh, the 13 is a little special to me. That was my brother's favorite number. It's a number of his foundation. So it's 13. Everything around these pots. Lucky 13. Stay pissed, everybody. Alcohol. We boys think. Tropical IPA. Gant's not a. Didn't you ask? No IPAs. Yeah. So the, so one of the guys that works with us, Andrew, he's an IPA guy. So I said, hey. We're talking about it. And he said, well, I, I like IPAs. I'll send out what you need. And I was like, right, cool. Send out at least one thing that's not IPA. So I got four IPAs, <laughs> <laughs> which is all right, Andrew. It's okay. Not a problem. Um, but, yeah. So This is a um, – It explains on the side of the can what the picture is about. That's, uh, that's pretty good. 
it's birdie beer, friends. It's really good. On my end, it's birdie beer. And you got to weigh it all. And the can, I mean, can it's a solid beer. par on a long par four. Uh, the can and the story, birdie beer. And the beer is really good. Yeah, that's it. It's not. It's a birdie on a short par five. Mm. Number 12 at the canyon. I think it's better than that. I do too. You know, we got three more over here, so. I know. Yeah. And where I is. I turned into a fan of the hazy IPAs, though. Me too. Maybe it's the. the Craft and Canned at 13, <laughs> yeah, right. 13 <laughs> Stripes <laughs> Brewing Company. Fucking White Claw. Ruin everything. Taste buzz are fucked. Uh. Hey, it's the only albatross we've ever gotten. Albatross <laughs> and a hole in one was a pineapple fucking White Claw. It's the, on, it's the only one. Not mango? I, mean, I took one sip of that thing and it was. <laughs> I mean, it was 260 out, just ripped it in on a string. I'm a mango right into the guy hole. myself. A what color? A mango. A mango. I think that's the most popular one because you go on black cherry. Black cherry's got a, it's pretty hmm. good. So you shop at QT. Yeah. And you buy Tall Boys. Yeah, yeah I get you. you a couple of those. <laughs> but when you get home, yeah. Yep. Well, again, thank you for those beers. We'll get into yeah, uh, absolutely. another one. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Guru. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Unfortunately, his, what does Andrew do? Does he just provide the huh. beer at Guru? Yeah, he's just Friday? a beer guy. Beer guy. He just um, rolls in with the Yeti. Probably got wheels no, on. No, so it. so dad, uh, dad, Andrew's dad owns our parent company, Mactron, and so okay. he's kind. I guess he's the head of Guru. The he's kind of over everything nice. there. So. Yeah. Well, nice to meet you, Andrew. It. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you, Andrew. <laughs> so he was going to come out, but when then you I told him out, that we were going to be coming. here with Casey, and he decided not to come. Yeah, yeah. you're coming on the Jingweeds, my probably friend. Probably a good decision. Yeah. No, he, he was busy. He had some you personal things. We'll continue to, pump, yeah. we'll continue to pump the That's wheels it. of Guru and uh, see what we can get it's out of it. an awesome company to work with. So, Chad, how did – so as the owner of the distributor of a few products out here, and you Guru's one of them. Florentine is your main. It's Florentine. Guns. There's it's no Florentine. in it, but there's no. Oh, sorry. He was just shutting. There's it no off. R in pizza, but he calls it pizza. So. Yeah, it's true. Pizza. That's it, a good well, point. It's because it's because it's pizza and, <laughs> and beer. There's an R in car. Hold on. He does not right. The R, it's, but that's a whole, it's all that's, fucked up, yeah, but yeah, right. it's pizza and beer, beer? or beer. Here, here. Let me say it like you guys. Okay. Pizza and beer. <laughs> Or or it's pizza and beer. Yeah, see. I like that better. Yeah, see, it's way fucking better. But now tongue. you try it and see how much of an oh, asshole you sound that. like. But it just flows with pizza me. and beer. Yep. Educated. Pizza and beer. Beer. No. Pizza and beer. Pizza and beer. Yeah. Pizza and beer. And I'm from Kansas. I mean, those City. two I motherfuckers. Not, yeah, uh, you I just say no barbecue. Just, yeah. mm. Give me some more barbecue. Right. Yep. So, how'd you get involved with these guys, uh, Guru, Guru Boys? We'll start there. No idea. They were looking for a distributor. We so. were looking for a paint supplier. Seeing the way the, the way industry the industry was, going. was yep. going, seed prices, all that stuff. Um, I had a relationship with Gant because of the previous yep. paint he was manufacturing um and so it was a perfect fit we tried the paint tried it in las vegas we had eight courses last year that did not overseed tried the guru they loved it brought it to arizona and it's been just a perfect match so nice uh and what else is going on with southwest Terra support busy really busy 
We've got the Floratine line, got the Guru paint line. Uh, we got into the Ninja Tines. The Ninja Tines have been a really good way for guys to get some organic matter uh, pulled during the season. You can Correct. Play Ninja right Tines it. are little quarter-inch guys that you really only bury through the yeah, thatch eight, layer. Eighth-inch. Eighth-inch. Yeah, they're pulling a core. The idea is that you're going to only get into the thatch layer because it's such a small tine that I know my place being push-up greens, they would snap fucking in a second. Right, right. There's, so a, there's really, a place for them. Yeah. Th those would not be the place. But if I only wanted to get into the thatch layer, you know, the first two inch. inches of it. You don't want to go that deep. No. Inch and a half. Inch, inch and, and a half, half max. We're just pulling the organic matter at the top. And it leaves and a it hole removes. the size of a pencil tine. Correct. And you're removing you material. It, you pretty much roll blow it, it off. Play. And go. So it removes 1% material each airification. So ideally, if you're wanting to move 12%, you could technically airify 12 times. Okay, and that's just on your standard, you know, five tines per head six. So you got whatever, 30 tines on the thing? Correct. The three eight Quad. Quad, yeah, times. quad times. And we got guys okay. doing 60 and going double. And I was going to say, I would do probably quads. Uh, you know, quads, you get that idea. You can offset them, too, so you're moving the hole around so it's not so patternized to the golfer right. as well. So they stand over it. Their mind is melted because of a hole, but they can't quite figure that fucking thing out. And it's true. I, yeah. I mean, I know when you offset it on the quad times, it definitely helps break up the idea that, we're you punching? Yeah, I'm going to fucking punch you in the right. face, I swear exactly. to God, and bury you in that little they fucking They would have no idea hole. if you ninja tined, blew it off, rolled, and play it does not disrupt the role at I, all yeah i like the idea that you're definitely moving material right i have a how about can't probably be done anybody screwing around with throwing solids longer solids on it so the solids go deeper and the ninja time goes i haven't a seen half that. an inch that's an idea though dude i'm fucking full of them and you there know you when go. they happen when I'm drinking these fucking goddamn <laughs> 13 stripes, hazy IPAs and a fucking chewy, and shit just rolls, just man. Rolls. But all it is is these conversations. Yeah. That's, that's why idea. we push the hack attack so much, the playing golf with your friends, playing golf with the comrades, going in, Speak. you know, that yesterday we had that, you know, the annual meeting. Um, after it turns into that, at yeah. the meeting, what is it that makes everybody so goddamn standoffish? It's the dress up. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it's the yeah. fucking, it's the dress up. We don't feel comfortable in good clothes. Right. We don't wear them every day. And it's a, you're a different person. Yep. There were some guys there yesterday. Peter, stump yeah. the Peter, shirt, tie, no hat, slacks, shoes. Right. Didn't it was recognize like, him. who the fuck are you? <laughs> I had a uh, bird lady, Bree. Yeah. She didn't even, she came up and said hi to Andrew at the golf table. She had no idea it was me. She's been on, sat on your seat two times. I've met her three others. Nope. That's funny. Didn't even recognize me. No so hat. Speaking of, we're going to go back to the paint real quick just because. We can bounce all over. My head just went there. I was having beers with uh, a big customer of mine, and we were talking about transition. He sprays out in May the ryegrass to transition. I'm, doing, I'm going to do the same thing. So he goes, what if we threw a gallon per acre of paint in with our spray out so he did it this year amazing results you did not see it check out stayed green all summer yeah, we, we actually did two applications of paint 
on the Bermuda, which is a whole different market that we've we haven't touched. So For sure, just an idea. But I that came over IPAs at a bar. I know when we had our little meeting the first time I met Gant, um, we that did come up, and it was like, yeah, that's what I'm def I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, you have to. Have what gallon. are the issues that you have seen mixing the product with anything like your paints pigments? Do you find the difference that pigment? mixes better with certain things that paints or you find zero issues with anything that you know of there's not a lot of guys out there mixing paint right now in with the anything where on the pigment side there's a whole lot of guys mixing yeah primos there. i know people Iron. dan did primo and the paint and no problem no uh irons i believe i've heard liquid iron no issue. Right. Ferrosulfate with the paint may be an issue. Yay or nay? Yeah, I would use Florentine's Iron Maid. Yeah. No, and I, no, that's totally, that's, yeah, hey, that's what we're no here to do. You got, I didn't ask you guys to come on here and talk about fucking anybody else, you know? For <laughs> <laughs> Christ's sake. I, did I know of, I mean, we've mixed it with some, mostly we've used just liquid been mixing okay. for testing. We haven't had a problem with any irons. Okay. And no, you have not tried out standard manufacturer jar test. Okay. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I tell all my, I tell everybody on this thing all the time, stand out there in jars. I guarantee right. they're yeah. in a jar and fucking half of these. We've had nitrogen yeah, with it, yeah. iron with it. But liquid, ferrosulfate, liquid. that stuff seems to not ferrosulfate. Okay. Because once you get those it's little... It's 2021. You know, Why are you putting bags of ferrous sulfate? Uh, because the shit turns your grass <laughs> as green as a motherfucker for like a nickel. True. Okay. <laughs> That's the reason why. I mean, it's made a lot of things look real good over the years. But I'm changing things. I'm going to the pigments and staying off the other stuff. But you need iron in your plant. Yeah, absolutely. And this will be, I mean, on the dormant side, which there's not a whole lot... Of, I know there's not a lot of dormant guys here. Fully dormant courses, necessarily. But there's, more. There, there's been a lot of, well, do we still need to do these fertilizer applications and stuff or whatever type of applications during the... Do you seriously look at them and say, asshole, you're the one that fucking grows grass. Yeah, well... And I mean, it says that, yeah, you should probably treat the thing up to, as a growing plant until the fucking day it is blonde. That's exactly... I mean, well, I, I mean, mean, even... You, they're you talking better about fucking say it exactly you next like time I walk into your shop. Yeah, hey, exactly. asshole, you're the guy who yeah. grows the fucking grass. <laughs> Have I ever asked asked that question? No, I think you should say it to other superintendents, not me. That's what I would say to him. You walk in and say that. I have a small book of business. Now will you please buy anything? (laughs) Fine. um, I'll say it. More like potash application stuff through the winter months is kind of what we've seen. And, yes, I would still do them. Because, I mean, that's that's for the – if it's dormant, that's for the Bermuda. That has nothing to do with other applications. I don't – but I think for you, you talk about this, this, this transition issue at a lighter rate, and you're going to go lean anyways. Yeah. But I wouldn't pump it if you're going to go at a lighter rate no, cause of ryegrass seed because you're going to end up building a healthier plant. Absolutely. It may be harder to transition, right? I, We've talked about this. Like, you have more space for it to grow. Yeah. Mother Nature's going to fill that void yeah. with something. I, if that ryegrass can till her out, seven times you're gonna have a clump yeah we've all seen in the areas where it's trend you know it's dormant you know rough and you get those couple of volunteer rise that maybe just maybe you skipped a line you know spraying your uh pre-emergence and stuff like that you see it at golf course and it'll be a strip three feet wide you know by a couple feet long tapers in and that is the healthiest stand of yeah. ryegrass because it's just over there by itself hanging out not competing with it and you spray it with you know Damn near Roundup. You basically have to wait till it goes dormant and you go out there with Roundup. And 
sure. then it's so damn cold that the roundup ain't taken up and you're stuck with this. Um, no, I've totally, I definitely know that that's the fine line I'm playing with, with this 300, 350 pound per acre. Uh, that's the wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Cause we've been, right. I've been on a golf course that was a thousand pounds an acre and it transitioned like shit. The guys out in Palm Springs do that or in smidge more they used to and income the sod trucks uh then 450 kind of always played a f- happy medium we've gotten so much better but we're just not there at that perfect one but i think you hit the nail on the head with the lighter prep the lighter prep has been a way better transition mm-hmm. almost every time right uh and I, I'm very intrigued about this spray out with your SUs or whatever it is, whatever we, you know, go to transition and we're spraying yeah. out our rye grass and putting that paint in there, whether it's in that same tank or let it kind of fade away and then you're out there painting. I think that's going to be a a big game changer. And again, I would it's just another tool. All of it. If I had a 100 percent stand of something that was no what's common bermuda gonna do you know what's mid iron gonna do you know that's right next to the common that's mutated in some bullshit that nobody even knows what it is because it i was encroachment on number five i'm spraying them uh actually i was top dressing them today um making them all sandy but what the hell did you do fucking slow them down today pricks uh as I'm cruising through, I'm like, is that zoysia grass? It looked the zoysiery past polymy, that weird kind of, I don't know, it has a shorter stubbier blade right. to it, you know, and it yep. kind of lays there. It's encroaching on number five green. Healthy as shit. That kind of equals both of those grasses right now would be healthy as shit. Yep. Right? Where the fuck did that come from on my place? No idea. So I have everything so i worry some areas eh, i'm not sure what it's gonna do i keep kind of saying if those if i i would just love to try that one spot that's a pure 419 328 low rate paint the shit out of it and be done with it almost like the old what is it texas throws like 200 pounds some parts of florida throw like 200 pounds and they'll water right it's like grow through. They don't even shut down. They don't shut down. Yeah, no, they, they don't shut down. Right they just it. play like right There's through whatever pops, Las, pops. Las Vegas that do that, two or 300 pounds, and they just turn the water on and send the golfers I mean, out. that, I think at that point, you're a paint and don't even deal with it. Yeah, yep. You know, if you were able to do that, just paint it when it goes dormant. Don't even waste the money. Don't piss off a golfer. Just so go. You, I think Casey asked a question earlier about how much money do you spend. Mike Donahue at Bally High in Las Vegas has proven they save over $700,000 a year by painting, not overseeding. That's water, labor, fertilizer. And he documents a lot of that on social media, too. Correct. He? Yes. Yeah. He's I don't know where he's at on social media, but I know that he's there, yeah. whether it's Twitter. Yeah, it's on Twitter. Yeah, mostly all Twitter, I think. Yep. Okay. Mike Donahue, Bally High, golf course in Las Vegas. Mike Donahue, he's Bally very, High. The Jingweeds gang is coming for your boys up there, <laughs> you and Minson and all the if other you ever guys. Text me back. Yeah, no shit. Where are you, boys? <laughs> We're waiting for the call about golf. We're going to come up there and uh, whip your ass, and then you're going to come down here and lose, too. That's all I have to say to you guys. 
right, I'm going to shut this down. All right. Casey's out of here. Kid duty. We can yes, close yes, this keep, thing yes, down keep, or do you want to keep on going? Yes, keep it going. I need a beer. All right. We can keep on do, going. Do another. Uh, Wait, we're at a 13 stripes, so you got to change hold, something. Hold, hold my beer. Oh, what's the next one? Rate my beer segment um, and we'll catch you guys later. So what's it, what's it go? Later, it goes, Casey. Thank it you. goes par, birdie, eagle, and you've had one. The hole in one was Albatross the, and a hole in one. Well, Albatross is like a really two a on a par five. No, it was. They were both. It was a strawberry. Uh, white claw and a was white claw. Uh, pineapple white claw. Yeah, it was the it was the release of number three. The okay. king of white claws brought them over, <laughs> and he he's that? like, "I'm gonna blow your fucking mind." <laughs> and it was the first time each one of us had it, and yeah. it was probably 130 degrees out, right? Anything you know, and it good. was just yeah. ice cold, and it was like, ah. That was the best goddamn sip that I've had in could've a long been, that time. That could have been horse piss for all you know. Yeah, hey, probably was. Wait, well, all right, pretty so this good. is what we got left right here. Yeah, good seeing you, good buddy. Good seeing you, Casey. So they're all IPAs. Yeah, they all, IPAs, all IPAs. So I don't... I'll take another one of those. Uh, what is that, a sycamore that's coming? Yep. Double candy. This sounds that, disgusting. That some, right? Uh, that's That one scares me. I want to try the one with the knife mm. through the. Yeah, let's change that. That's right, a 9%. Yeah, the bottle in the, on the logo. Zoinks. Can I see that one? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's, what's that one? Birds Fly South Ale Project. Are you trying the same? It's a session. A session is dead. That's Mosaic Hop Farmhouse this ale. ale. Yeah, oh, this is, is an ale. ale. Oh, this sorry, is right Andrew. up your alley. Andrew, I talked bad about you a minute ago. Sorry. Grant, we're going to talk these I'm ones. go with so. the GVL right. IPA. Which, oh, the Greenville? Made That's in Greenville, South Carolina. 7% alcohol. It's so, got a bridge going over. Uh, you recognize is that a, town. Is that a yep. so? I'll bridge? tell you the the history there. Not really the history, but they're a fairly new brewery. The bridge is a 355 foot suspension bridge that goes right across a 28 foot waterfall that is right downtown Greenville. Is that I 85? Well, uh, yeah, that's supposed to be. Uh, no, the bridge is the bridge is just for walking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the bottom there, yeah. Interstate 85 runs. For, I mean, they sit couple hundred yards off of interstate 85 which runs more or less right beside greenville we're going to compare it to the last one uh yeah no it's it's straight there's no comparing even though last week on our podcast we had the two best beers we've ever put on oh boy i think a cat pissed in this can oh no thank you really i'm gonna give it a triple bogey and lost ball oh in the desert man is that even that's possible nasty. with beer? That's seriously and nasty. triple bogey. See, see, I, I love IPAs. That's I didn't nasty. think it was that bad, and I hate IPAs. Wow. Manga. Give me a sip of that thing. Try I've it. got to find out what it tastes like. Whatever cat piss in This was me and Dan's like. favorite thing when like COVID was like a legitimate thing, is that we would share beers on here, <laughs> like right on there. <laughs> and you could uh, see the people's pots pucker like oh, fucking. That one's more um, like pineapple-y. He's quiet. He is oh, so quiet right now. He's trying God. to decide what that words is, besides cat piss he can use to that is cat piss. That beer. I've it's, never it's had it in my life, but it is really like uh, it, has, it has like a fucking ammonia right, taste to right, it. Right, right, like cat piss. Yeah, you, you got to now, piss. son. Oh, you've oh you've already yeah, had I've one. Already You're empty. One. What yeah. did you think of that? See, I don't like IPAs, so it's 
to me, it, it was all right. It doesn't taste like an IPA. It doesn't taste, it doesn't like, taste I, like I wouldn't here. No. I wouldn't say it's it really great, but it wouldn't like say beer. it's terrible. I don't see it as bad as... Uh, I don't that think is we're going to ask GVL to be a sponsor no, anytime soon. GVL, no, no. We're going to try some of your other beers So, so GVL is Yeah, Andy, keep the GVLs yeah, coming. bring us something yeah. else. But uh, they malty, have a, there's the... It I says right on it. They have a much better one that's a lager. Hoppy. That's my favorite. Balanced. That is... Rough. Horrible. That you is wanna... a double bogey max. You went yeah. double bogey? We go double bogey max it's on this lost show. It's ball, though. It's in the desert. It's in uh, the shit. However you the got houses. there, it's a double bogey max. It's Dan Cutler at uh, Peter's place when he snapped two of them dead in a row. There's been other beers that have been talked about this yeah. exact shot. Yeah. Two in a row, just right off the tee, dead right. Snap hook. Yeah. No, just dead bounce right. dead, <laughs> like straight into the shit. Is that the worst one you've tried? It might be the worst beer I've ever tried. I don't know. You guys want to try a fucking real good one that we've... Uh, See, I can't even judge them because I'm kind of like... I don't even remember what episode. Two episodes ago when y'all were talking about the pepper beer? The Gatos. I, sta- I have one yeah, in the fridge. I can't, I can't judge it because I don't even... I don't like them. So how would I judge... I don't know. I think you've come kinda, across... I kind of fit in that realm. So when we this started this whole thing, I... um. You know, we started doing the beer reviews, and it was Ken, uh, now with uh, Underhill, uh, was with, uh, yeah, Par West at the beginning of this thing, and uh, he said, hey, why don't you guys start doing beer reviews? I was like, ah, oh, that'll be a fucking great thing to throw in here, and the hope one day is to get, you know, the brewery guys or some breweries on here talking about their beers, because we have that same geeky job, right? you know, uh, Scientists, but we're weirdos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, is that what it's called? I mean, it's just a bunch of fucking hillbillies doing something that takes a bit of brains. Absolutely. You know, but when you look at us on the street, it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, shit. Kind of smart. Like, I introduced myself to my wife. She said, what do you do? I said, I'm an agronomist. And her mom is a horticulturalist. So oh, yeah? she's just like, so you grow grass. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it was kind of yeah, went on right. and I was like, eh, I tell people, you know, if you're hot, I'll tell you that, yeah, that I'm, that I'm an agronomist. But if you're just one of my buddies, I just yeah, fucking just grow grass, grass, you know? Right. Um, that's not all you do. You so rake bunkers too, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't raked a bunker in years, but I can still do it. I showed a kid the other day how to do it. And it was like, nice. why aren't these done better every day? But I'm not going to get onto that. No, we're not talking employees today. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of started checking them out and I have tried so many different styles of beers that I probably would never have drank. I was never a hazy IPA fan. I was never a Hefeweizen fan because of what they look like in a pint. It's dirty dishwater yeah, to right. me. So I see it, and I'm like, ugh, that's gross. I love a beer out of a can. Even if I go, like we go to the Simple Machine Brewery, no free ads, uh, up the street, and I will ask for specifically for the ones in the cans. I think the tinny taste of a can. You like it better than out of a tap? Yep. Wow. I think it depends on what it is, though. Because I, I would agree on, on certain ones. Coors Light in a styrofoam cup with ice is maybe the best drink in the world. Out of a can, it's meh. Yeah. Out of a tap, gross. Right. I out of a Coors bottle, out of a the bottle. worst. We were drinking those yesterday at the uh, annual meeting. Coors yeah. Lights out of a bottle is disgusting. Bud Light is the worst well, second worst beer second I've ever drank. <laughs> that thing is the weirdest tasting beer. I don't know what cat piss was the first thing that came to my mind. I highly doubt Brewery 85 is going to sponsor anything. No, hey, we're just saying. <laughs> just I'm sure honest. they have a whole bunch of shit. I want to try a different one. 
Uh, I'll give this thing a whirl, though. Is, uh, Sycamore's good. The, so, is that Sycamore Brewery? Sycamore Double the, Candy, uh, Double Indian Pale Ale. It's 9%, 9% alcohol. alcohol. 16 ounces. The the Sycamore's brewed in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. It's got so, a, a Sycamore yeah. leaf on the label. Okay, it's covering cool two states here. Look, yeah, two it's states. a cool look right there, the can. It's good. Uh, I like it's it. Borderline. I didn't know that's what a Sycamore leaf looked like, but it's... It's like the uh, scrubby cousin of the maple leaf. I don't know what you're talking about. There's so many sycamores out there. <laughs> yeah, no desert, shit, you know? right? Uh, I give that a birdie. Ooh, a birdie beer. That's good. One of you fucks has got to offer up a sip because oh, yeah. I have a fresh one hey, going. That one's probably colder. COVID. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Vaccinated. So, no, I'm not. That one and this one are pretty, pretty close. I feel like. That's a par. I'll be going to San Diego. That's a good in a beer, couple weeks. but I just know that ideas. that thing is gonna be rough. Like you're drinking one of those, oh, you get into two done. of those things, and you can imagine that ugh, yeah. I'm heavy. Right. I feel like shit. I'm not eating food with it. It's kind of a sipping beer, right? Uh, but it's good. It's par yeah. beer, in my book. You with a par? Yeah, I'd go with a par with that. Uh, Would this you go session, it, it, I'm not on, a fan of session more. beers. Yeah, probably. I mean, considering I don't like IPAs, I would say par. Yeah, you considering go. you don't like yeah. IPAs and that's a double IPA and yeah. that's as boozy as it gets. It's only 9%, though. I mean, it's not. I have a tough time with nine. I have a tough time when it gets 7.5 and above. Yeah. I think that turns into now this boozy. It's Yeah, you taste too much booze rather than the good flavor of the beer and the hops and However, that works. Right. One of these days, I'm gonna get one of these fucks. Yeah, we on need here. a brewerist on here. Is There's that what a they're uh, called a brew, brewist. Uh, I don't know what they call themselves. I think it's just if you're a an brewer. agronomist. They have it's to a, have a it's title. just a brewer. They're a brewer. This thing's tasty though. My brother does home brews. He's into it. Yeah, I could never well, get one into of those that. Up over in the, this yeah, thing's maybe, really good. Maybe he'll get big and can get famous and start <laughs> doing it for a living. Why not? Right. So this is the birds fly south. Ale project. It's a session is dead. Um, let me see if it even shows the brewery. Unless uh, it is, it is the uh, Bird Fly South Ale Project, Greenville, South Carolina, five point seven. This. It's a good one. Nicey cold. We can get after those. Yeah, Th- those two are very similar. I think though. It's two sippers, Chad, because you're just coming off a double one. Ooh. Get it. Give it a two sip. There's a this crisp. Is like a, it's, it's like a summer beer. It's a crispy beer. There's another one if you if you. That's good. That's a birdie like beer, that's a birdie. and it's a hundred percent. It's a beer bottle with uh, a skull kind of like in it ish, and a knife stabbed through it, yeah. and uh, blood. I'd imagine is what that is. Yeah, black blood. You know. Saison is dead. Uh, it's pretty good. It, this is a birdie beer. Phenomenal beer. It's really good. That's a solid birdie beer. Uh, I went eagle with it. Did you really? I, I liked know. it a lot. All right, that's a good beer. But this fuck, this gets. I'd like better. that out of the. Tap. This gets better every sip. So yeah. I hate Casey missed the Greenville Brewery eighty five beer though. But there's three more he can take. We'll send those to him. Oh yeah. The. Hey man, you got to try these. Give them all the GVO. Yeah. yeah. Eagle, eagle, birdie is it's what it went. Yeah, on. that's what we're gonna tell him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fucking hate that thing. Absolutely. We're not gonna talk about the Chiefs right now. No, they're dog shit. Dog shit. Mahomes got engaged and fucking game went to shit. 
Hey, look at how many of them got a little stank on the hang low and fucking goodbye. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. The only one that didn't was here's, Tommy. Here's 500 million and uh, get engaged and you suck. We've won the last two games that feels like we've lost. It's, it's crazy. You know who it is? Andrew Reed. I've said this a thousand times. Ask my wife. She's a huge Eagles fan. I used to say to her all the time. I was like, the fucking guy is a great coach till a team figures you out. The one thing he does not do is change his scheme. It doesn't matter He's what it is. He just continues to do the same thing no matter what it is. He but he will get it to work. And then he'll win. Right. And then it's over. Right. Then it's fucking over. He refuses to run the ball right now. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> and I love watching it. Because uh, don't adjust your rearview mirrors right now, my friends, because that's number 10 in a Patriots uniform with little Billy Boy. And they're coming. They just got their foot on the gas. They're just buzzing behind you. And you're out there cruising, cruising ahead, thinking you're just going to run away with the AFC. And you just, every so often, you look back there, and there's this little fucking this yeah, little piece who, of shit. Yeah, in his division. Josh Allen, fucking the golden. Got his head kicked in. Then who else is in his division? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm talking the exactly. AFC. Nobody. I'm talking the AFC. Absolutely nobody. Winning the AFC. I said it earlier in the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. Winning the AFC. <laughs> hey, certain things happen. Yesterday when you were doing the all of the, I guess, the telling up scores and whatever, did you, did you look at the longest putt? No, I didn't. Oh. All right, so so Chad on that hole, give the credit to Chad, so 12-foot putt. Remember we were walking off? Oh, and we yeah, like, and, oh, I, and I said, yeah, yeah that'll never get beaten. Yeah. You know who the winner was? I can't remember the guy's name. I apologize for that, yeah. but two foot. Uh, longest putt was longest a putt. Two, two foot, foot putt. Because nobody, uh, nobody else had signed yeah. the paper. <laughs> it's great. That's, that's part of the reason why the longest putt is one of the silliest things to put on a deal. But I understand why we were trying to do it. Is we've had some extra money within Cactus and Pine this year because we couldn't hold events all year long that we're trying to give back to the people that did support and try and join and continue to be there. So what we decided as a board and the golf committee was like, hey, let's put out just some more. Because on a regular day, longest drive takes out 85% of your entire grouping of people. Huh? Was that a fart? That was a fucking good one. Uh, so it takes out that. And then putts are, yeah, okay, putt, longest putt. But you know what it is? In the scramble shamble deal, it's like you guys just suck the worst and just happen to sink a fucking putt, you know? Um, yeah, so it's, I don't know. It was it's, pretty cool though, because it's like we're just sitting around. So and what that cost like, me? Fifty bucks? Because yeah, we didn't write my name down. You could have won fifty bucks. I mean, that could have that could have bought a four pack of beer at that golf course. Oh, now, now we're. Oh, oh, here we go. All right. Matt's taking a piss. So it's uh, Gant and I. It's it's the Gant and, Gant and Chad show. So, Florentine and Guru. Florentine, Guru. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our golf game yesterday. It was wonderful. I played the best game I think I've ever played. Yeah. As a right-handed, hitting with a left-handed putter. So, Gant yeah. flies in from South Carolina, no golf clubs. We go to the golf shop thinking we could rent clubs. 
They say, no, we don't have any rental clubs. So I play right-handed. However, I putt left-handed because I was playing in a golf tournament in uh, <laughs> playing a golf tournament in Mississippi about 15 years ago. Pretty big money on a hole. Missed my putt. Threw my putter in the pond. It was a three-day golf tournament, so I had two more days to play. I go into the pro shop. They have no right-handed putters, so I had to buy a left-handed putter. Putted lights out the next two days left-handed, and I've carried a left-handed putter ever since. So right-handed clubs, left-handed putter. Matt's left-handed, left-handed clubs, left-handed putter. So we get to the first green. We have a putt. I putt left-handed. Matt putts left-handed and goes, oh, shit, what am I supposed to use? So a, a three iron works really well. Yeah, I figured. I thought reference. maybe the uh, the better one was going to be the hybrid, but it took you sixty degree wedge. You tried everything. You tried everything. Oh, yeah. Sixty degree wedge. Each hole had a three different wood, club. five five iron, and you should have just used a left handed putter. It would have been better than a sixty I know. degree. So wedge. on the last hole, we were probably six feet away. After I taught Chad how to fucking chip. Uh, in, it's uh, hard to chip from 40 And then we made Gant the putt it first, and we made him putt it legitimately left-handed. It was a flat putt right in. It was like, holy shit, we might have fucking won this whole thing. No, we got fucking smoked. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we were yeah, close. We were fifth no, last. we had a – yeah. Dude, it was a great time. Uh, we had some issues there. It was uh, – We had more fun than anybody probably. Guaranteed. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of those groups that I could say that had a good time. There was a couple of them out there that I would say – they probably just went and golfed. Matt, Matt, you know? that's the only thing I get to hold on to with this trip. No. Is that I had more fun than anybody. No, I would say that we probably did. I like the format. The format was good. Um, it gave a chance for everybody to play the ball. I wouldn't and want to act- do it every tournament. No. No, we're here. Like, what the golf committee is trying to do with Caxton Pine is when we have these golf events, our goal is to continue to rotate. Because we realize that some are going to like some, some aren't going to like others. Uh, The people that don't play much love the scrambles. I hate playing scrambles. I hate it. I like to play my own golf ball. I like to play golf. I like to get into a groove. I like to everything about it. Uh, But there's, you know, something like this. This was perfect for Gant coming in who doesn't play golf on the regular. And he just wanted to hang out, you know. So it worked with him. If one of us hammered a drive, it was like, don't even, don't even hit a ball. Yeah. Shit, there was two or three times where each one of us would hit it, and it was like, are we really going to get – you might get three yards, five yards, ten yards further. Sometimes Chad hit it 40 yards further than me, but that's fine. Fuck him. Yeah, but, speaking of that, Chad did drive the green on a 300 and I believe 18-yard par four. We missed yeah. the putt, so does and it we, Well, we still birdied yeah. it. It birdie, was a tough putt. You know, I mean, what the hell? And then on the other hole, he drove over the green. Which, to the well, next tee box. Well, yeah, the ne- to the oh. next tee box, yeah, I guess. to the next tee box. Yeah, slightly to the right of the green, but. <laughs> or way right. Yeah. One or the other. Trying to make him. <laughs> trying to make him. Hey, he's a customer of mine. I'm trying to make him feel good. Dude, he swings. Uh, when you had your knee surgery. Which one? And which was years ago, right? Uh, I, I forget what you were doing. One on my left and one on my right. I forget what it was, uh, but you had to start like really twisting yes. and laying off probably your left knee. Correct. So you would pick that foot up and you would do this pirouette thing. <laughs> well, you started getting into that 
and it was well that was after a 12 pack right it was as hard as you could hit it you would spin around in a little pirouette and look back at me and go where's it going because you you wouldn't even look you just swung and spun around in a little circle and there was a couple of those that was 318 you drove the green and it was you were spinning around like a little fucking... That was, that's what like makes it fun about a scramble. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that was my problem ball. the whole time. Mm. I got a bad left knee. Yeah, and you couldn't spin. Yeah. How about one of those oh. things in there which, which while we're still going? Give I don't care. A, uh, GVL IPA. The, all right, Yikes. GVL IPA? Uh, no, I already had that. What did you, you just have? I had the uh, 13 stripes, and I okay. also... Yeah, we'll I need a sycamore, sycamore, and then we're going to... I'm going to uh, take this opportunity while they're opening up their beers to... Tell Matt, thank you very much for inviting us on here today. This was awesome. I was uh, a nervous wreck when he told me I would have to put a microphone in front of my I face told you and that talk because I've never done this before. 100%. And yeah. Gant was way more nervous than I am. Um, but you uh, have a couple beers, and it's just it's studio four one. dudes uh, studio sitting around two. a campfire telling stories. and. They're a nice it's actually way. been pretty awesome. When me so. and Dan do this thing, we'll, it'll be cool enough. We'll be out here in hooded sweatshirts and sweatpants and get this thing cranking and the TV's going and it's oh, just pitch awesome. black. And, uh, yeah, those will be the Friday night, night, late nights where we definitely, neither one of us are working in the morning. And it's, yeah, it's Buckle City by the time it's yeah. over. I think uh, I was more nervous about just sitting in front of a, a legend like Matt I, in the well, podcast yes. world. There is part of that that's, uh, it's I mean, starting to grow. Famous. Yeah. It's starting. Mean, it's starting to grow, and uh, most of the people around here. I mean, I'm polarizing. People hate me or love me. Yeah. I think. I think. Um, so that's a tough part of getting people to listen to it. But the more people I get on here, and oh, you got Chad Lewis on. It's one of his fucking buddies. Whatever, dude. They're not. Really I think uh, the more we do this, I think the more we work together as a group. Uh, we had talked about having small little events yeah. where we actually do a podcast. I can hook six of these things up. Uh, microphones. We'll get a group of customers. Um, I think the customer is where we go first for you guys. Otherwise, it's not even fucking worth it. Or if you got someone on the fence, let's bring them around. Let's yeah, we don't have want a couple of beers. We're trying to educate guys. We can help guys paint better. That's, that's all that's it what is. We're all about. Like and we just want. We just want. It's just it's just the same thing like golf. Um, I don't like like I'm very good friends with the guys that are around me. Right. Uh, well, I say I'm very good friends with two of them that are around me. Uh, Eagle Mountain has moved on, um, and then Sunridge. It's just starting a relationship there, and I hope it continues. Because me and Dan and Craig will have lunch guaranteed once a month together, sometimes twice a month together. And all it is is this bullshit session. And the thing is, it's not about being better than your golf course. It's about being good for the game of golf. When the game of golf is good, we all, from you to the next paint guy, to the next fertilizer guy, to me and my golf course, and the golf course down the street, and the golf course 100 miles away. Yeah. We all do better together than we'll ever do apart. The tough part is, is most people that I know in this industry are very hard-headed, proud people, egotistical. 
Yes. Because we have to be, because we have to produce a product that we believe in, we stand by, and it's the best, whether it's your stuff you're selling or what I'm producing for the golfer. That's a tough thing for a lot of people to kind of push aside and then tell, quote unquote, secrets. Yeah. Um, I think I've been, part of me doing this thing was to be as open as possible. I do run into a pot, a pot where it's, I'm not sure if I should push a product or say a product's name or say a tool or something that I'm using because I'm, I just don't know how they're going to feel about it. So well, why? this Nobody was part of me to say Primo. Primo is like a, just a, a word for a growth regulator. Right. Now, right. Like it's like the iPhone. Like Correct. Your phone's an iPhone. Well, you put out a growth regulator's Primo. Right, and You're the idea is product, you're putting out Guru, you know, and it's right. paint. You just yeah, talk which paint. I, I want you to talk all good about Guru, but if you got something bad to say, call me, tell me. I yeah. want to know because we're gonna fix it. Or right, we're make not, whatever paint you're putting out better. We know how to yeah. apply it. We've learned. We've we've gone through. That's the, ups the thing, and, downs. and without the input, we don't know what we need to, it what or if we need to fix anything. And I was telling Matt yesterday on the golf course, it was so cool. I got an email from a superintendent in Australia, and he's like. Hey, I was listening to Gene Weeds and I had this question. He answered it. Can you elaborate on it? Like we're reaching, you're not we, you. You're reaching guys in Australia. I know. That's and then awesome. And my and ego, care. my ego said, Hey, I bet if I use this kid in South Carolina that's got this product, <laughs> I can probably eat the, <laughs> grab the East Coast. No, and it's uh, no, and, and the, I mean all jokes aside, that is, I hope a benefit to me. And then that moves on to the kid that is an assistant somewhere or just maybe a superintendent that just got a brand new job or maybe an old legend that's just stuck yeah. in his ways and he ain't ever going to do it. Right. Just kind of fucks around, listens to it, listens to the beers, knows not to go after one of these ones from Greenville. <laughs> Sorry. Or, I mean, try it if you like cat piss. But yeah. uh, that's, I don't know, in... I've said it a thousand times. You guys are kind of new listeners. This is such therapy to me. Yeah. Is to ask these questions, get everybody talking, uh, me bitch about what I need to bitch about. I'm trying as hard as I can. It's it's good vibes now. And when I first started, it was, I'm just going to nuke people. And I think you know me enough that Oh yeah. that's my favorite thing to do Absolutely. is just challenge people to. Or just be honest. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm almost honest honest whether you like it or not. Yeah, and and I like to go a little hard sometimes. Uh, If guys have questions, how do they reach you with questions or topics they want to address? Through Twitter, we're at uh, capital F, capital J, Jingweeds, and then uh, it is uh, from underscore the underscore Jingweeds on Instagram. I've gotten a bunch of. you know, messages and things like that from guys on a lot of stuff, but it seems to be the same people. And that I think is an, a little bit of an ego thing, or they just don't give a shit about what it is, but I'll try to, or me and Dan will both try to reach out and answer these questions. You know, we're working with golf.com. Okay. Uh, we do the super secrets with uh, Josh sends. One of the writers for golf.com calls us. And that's the idea of what, the superintendent is trying to help the homeowner. So they have a I'm mean, very popular segment in their website 
uh, it's in the lifestyle section. It's called Super Secrets, and he'll call us. He'll call, there's three or four other superintendents that are in their bag. Okay. Uh, that they call all the time about different things about people's yards. You know, what should they be doing out here in the southwest? What should we be doing out there in the northeast? Um, fuck the people in the middle. Uh, so that's helped a lot. I hope to reach out to people, but we just keep on so grinding. So you bring man. up topics in the podcast that you get questions mm-hmm. throughout the week. Yeah, the, that started out really heavy. Yeah. And then it kind of went away. So ask questions, guys. Uh, yeah, ask them. Give I know topics. there's a handful of them that have asked certain things, you know, and mention my golf course. <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> Fucking, someone's going to, they'll Google your golf course. Yeah. Or I said it to you yesterday. I was telling you a whole story. I was like, dude, I grabbed the Mac. I grabbed a recorder and a couple microphones, and I hit record. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But that's what I want to happen out of this. And we're 70, this is now 76 into it. Uh, never thought it would ever get to this far. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. And I think, and I said this to you yesterday playing golf, the ball is now starting to roll. Because um, future-wise, I'm gonna, we're going to be working with you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to push it, um, advertising. I hope, you know, companies like guru get it Yeah. and they're like, Hey, you know what? We'll kind of support these guys because dude, I'll talk about whatever. I'm not in this for any money, any business or whatever. It's, it's entertainment. I get to make fun. I get to have fun. I drink beers with one of my best friends yeah. every Friday afternoon. Too, you get yeah, admit. exactly. And I hang out, and then you guys now have been on it, and you're like, well, that was kind of a good time. Yeah. I'll go do that any time. I would love time. to do this again. I'm going to say Correct. it right We're now. We're going to do it again. We I did not think it was going to be Chad came into this saying, I'm not going to say a word. I know. I wasn't going to talk he at all. He hasn't shut up, right? Yeah, for and real. How, many, how far are we into this? And We are two hours and 15 minutes yeah, into this. Yeah, and you and I have hardly said anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the first 15 minutes when I asked what Guru did. Well, that's it. Now, after that, it was... I don't know what Chad was talking yeah, about. What Chad was talking about? Yeah, podcast. he talked about yeah. birds, you know, the whole shit. Jingle weeds. Yeah, yeah. the jingle weeds. I'll be a, the jing weeds and you be the jingle weeds. Yeah, you can get a, a mic and just drive around while you're talking. Mm-hmm. There we go. So I have all the stuff that can do all of that. It can go mobile. Um, I've said this a hundred times. Is My goal when I started this was right before COVID hit. Okay, and my thought process was that I would end up traveling to other people's shops because someone is comfortable at their house. They're not comfortable at my house Correct. yet. I've tried to, I mean, this I is pretty good. Say, I will say I'm way more comfortable at your house than in my hotel room. Yeah. No yeah. This, this See, is really nice. Matt's but if, got a pimp backyard but if you see, wheeled yeah, into, you know, someone's shop and it was their first time and you're just like, Hey, shops are hard to do. Yeah. And which I'm glad that me and Dan did them. I, we did one facility. at my shop. I hated it. Yeah. I was looking over my shoulder. I felt like I was, be- and I have the most freedom in the valley. Right. Of Absolutely. Super- From what it sounds like, you might have been looking for that guy with the shovel behind you. Right. But it was like, you know, I'm drinking a beer in my shop, and it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. This this isn't where I do this. I don't do this at work. Get me out of here. You know. And it was while we were watching water. You know, it's yeah. like it was me. Javier was out watching water and Dan in the shop. It wasn't like we were a regular Friday afternoon. I'll never go back to my shop. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. We do it at Studio One where we did it at Dan's. And it's weird because it's like 
It's just not comfortable. It's not us. Yeah. We're in like work mode. So I think in the future, uh, we've talked about going places to do this. We get some of you and your customers, all of our buddies, and maybe we just, we'll have it here. We'll fire up the smoker, have some burgers or whatever. Start there. Start small. Four or five guys. Yeah. Then maybe we go to Simple Machine Brewery for a Friday afternoon and we ain't giving away beer. We're not buying you all your shit. It's a, hey, we're going to come and have a chit chat. There's six microphones. We're going to shoot the shit. Yeah, I'll buy you a sandwich off the food truck. I'll give you a beer or two on the ticket. After that, it's on you, man. I'm not getting involved in that bullshit. But let's have a good time. And I bet five or six show up. And the goal is that episode, whatever, 84, we go, oh, shit. They sound like they had a great time. Yeah. I'm going to go sit by that. Then it becomes what the round table, everybody's just running their lips about what they're doing. There's no secrets. And I know you both know this. You got weirded about what you were going to say at first. You wanted to be reserved. And you've realized you've let it fly. 100%. Truthfully, I studied before I came. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <you laughs> I swear. Up. I swear. We're like, I did. What questions did you think? We thought it was going to be right. more of an interview. That's what was. Absolutely. Like, oh, so, shit. What's Matt going to put absolutely us on Absolutely not. So here, I'll even tell you one of the things I studied. Because I talked to our, I talked to our raw material manufacturer. I mean, I called him. And actually, he was at our plant visiting. I didn't call him. But I said, hey, I need to talk to you about this. How big do you get these? pigment particles how how when we grind them down so this is they come in as a powder they get ground down so i said hey what size are you grind down we're grinding to microns okay anything that goes into your plant has to be in nanoparticles to actually enter the stoma stoma of the leaf blade it's got to be in nano so nothing is a pigment i mean i'm you can but this is per his voice because I wanted to make sure of this and clarify because you and I talked about this last time I was here was there are things in nano microns that are sold but they're sold into different industries they're not sold into this industry at all M- micro microns are sold into this industry which is more standard of course so anyway so as far as stuff getting into the leaf blade it's all it, it can't I mean just p- Pigment itself, because of particle size, right. cannot enter the leaf blade. So, and that was one of the things. I, I mean, I, he was there. And I was like, competitors that hey, are saying no. that they get it in the leaf blade? No, what I'm giving yeah. you scientific. Because we hear it every day. Scientific. Common sense? I guess. Common sense. Sure. Yeah, Whatever that would be called. Yeah. But that. it is just something we definitely talked about. It's round before. peg in a square hole. It right? ain't working. Right. Yeah. It's we've not, got a round peg and the plant has a square and, hole. And the and guy it just, that I talked to. go into. Don't take it as like, oh, we're dealing with this Joe Blow. This guy, honestly, this industry's nothing to him. Like, it, it's not. They perfected it in the textile industry, and they brought it to turf. Yeah, his industry is much, much, much larger than the, te- the turf. I mean, he's working with us and everything. Yeah, it's good money for him, but it's a lot more of a favor of a friendship thing than a, hey, okay. we're working with you deal. So it's not like he's saying this to blow smoke up my rear to to follow it to y'all. I mean, yeah. he, he cause it doesn't matter to him. I mean, if I he thought, lost our business tomorrow, truly, it's not the worst thing for him. So I mean, he's completely honest. 
unbiased into this. The crazy thing I found out, you were telling me when carpet comes in before they dye it or color it, it's all white. And they all dye it and color it from there. Yep. And that's the technology we're using. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're going it. back into yes. textile technology of Yes, fabrics. Chad, that's the exact same thing that we're doing. We're trying to dye and color brown grass. It's nuts. <laughs> that's the same thing. Our grass comes in brown. And right, shit, yeah. we need to color it. No, but we want to color it before that. But no, that's that's cool that, uh, I don't know, I just wanted you guys to feel, and I knew that it was going to happen because I've had a couple other ones, you know, like Casey, I mean, yeah. loose. He's Casey's great. He's shy, though, he's, too, right? Right, but he shines in these situations. He has a he listens to other things and knows, and he's listening the whole time. Um, Matty Rush is a good one. Peter's obviously great. Um, Bree is... Brie blows my mind when she's on here because it's something that I'm not into. Well, I'm into, I just don't know it. Right. I feel so much better when I know it and I can actually have the conversation. I do have a tough time when I have to ask questions about things that I don't know. Uh, and it's easy for me with you two is because I know I've used, I've tried. Then I have the questions of, hey, why is it that when I get uh, Performax... Why is sometimes it chunky and, you know, a lot of pieces at the bottom of it? And you have to almost grind those down. Because it got cold. Because it froze. Right. And, and I know that. And it's, it's not like, it, but it's not, those aren't goodies. Like, it's almost like the, eh, the, it's the waste part of it all. Yeah. You know, the goodies are still in there. Because I've asked this question before. Absolutely. It's like, why sometimes? But the, those are the things that. You know, before I probably would have been like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, Fucking exactly. doesn't even break down. And then when there's an answer Wait, to it. what'd you do? Like, you set it outside and it froze and then you. No, well, well everything's cold as shit down yeah. at my shop, you Absolutely. know, and I don't yeah. have anything insulated. On the guru side, don't let your tote freeze. I am yeah, going to go freeze. get, uh, yeah, well, one, I have it in the cardboard boxes, so I didn't get the tote. So I have it okay. all in two and a half gallon jugs. Um so five gallon cases. So the a the cardboard's going to insulate it, and then I yeah. am going to buy um, just packing like the moving blankets or like and, let if or cheap electric blanket works. Okay, I mean do whatever, but as long as it doesn't freeze, you're okay. Yeah, and I, I mean it's got to be. We don't get that so cold. It's twenty nine, you know, at the little thermometer or at my weather station. So inside. Underneath a blanket, it's not going below. Inside, you're probably, yeah. You're not going to go below that. And then you obviously, inside of a cardboard box, which is insulated, I don't think it's ever going to freeze. But yeah, I'm, I, but I had planned on right away when we had the last meeting, you said, right. don't let it freeze. I was like, all right, moving blankets. I'll just wrap that fucker in moving blankets. And Good it'll idea. never get to that point, yeah. you know, I don't think. I mean, truth be, I don't know your shop, but if your shop's enclosed completely, yeah, you're probably not inside below freezing temperatures yeah. ever, ever. I would imagine, unless you get some phenomenon, you know, that's not normal here. It's so, Arizona; yeah. you never know. Yeah, you never yeah. know. I but mean, you even, have a pretty damn even in good the Carolinas, we get we get cold, and we get very few days below freezing temperatures. That's the thing; is okay, it sneaks in there. But it's immediately out of it. It's not like yeah, going yeah. and sitting in your right. freezer for hours. That's what, in the garage, like I don't know my personal garage. I don't think I've ever been below 
maybe a little bit below 40, but very, very little. Now, again, it's a little different, but still. Yeah. So you save. I think you're pretty safe with it, but I would imagine insulate it with something. Right. Cover it it's with something. It's definitely not going to hurt, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Better safe than sorry, motherfuckers. Right. So you don't have your little chips of fucking And I would assume that would be all colorants <laughs> on the market. I'm, I hadn't really looked at that part right, of it. Yeah, but and exactly. It's not like we're And probably all chemicals. I mean, for, or majority of chemicals. I mean, fluorotines, probably most of them or all of them or none. Yeah, you, none. Don't, you don't want iron to freeze. Yeah. Liquid iron, you do not want it to freeze. You boys got anything else? You want to close this thing out? I just want to tell you thank you. I appreciate it. And I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to Gant for coming out here from South Carolina. Thanks for Andrew to send a shitty beer and the rest awesome beers. Andrew, you did very well on the beers. This uh, Sycamore, as boozy as it is, I did not rate this thing. I finished it. As a 9% double IPA with a pretty cool black-ass can with a Sycamore leaf on it, everything all in said. I may have had too many of these nine points nine percents. It's pretty beer. I say par. It's very I, good. I, I give I give the sycamore a par. Uh, I loved it. Hey, stay pissed, everybody. Later. Peace. Can't you're supposed to say something, but I won't let you know. Turn it back on. Come on. Okay. He was supposed to say bye to your wife and your kids, you ding dong. Thanks, Brooke. See ya. Bye, Jenna. Happened that day.